So red, uh, red is off working this week. So it is just, it is just Josh and Dave. And I think we are trying our best to try to like almost make when Josh and Dave together, here we are. Uh, when we're together, we have a different style of show, probably more aligned with just what we sort of do. And that's kind of be a bit more conversational. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be or how it's going to go, but hopefully we'll we'll get somewhere and it'll make some sense. <laughs> yes. We don't, for the listeners out there, we don't, like if we had our, our way, uh, you wouldn't know what our names were. We'd just be recording us talking. <laughs> yeah. um, Josh and I would just go into a cold open, music would play somewhere and uh, you probably wouldn't know our names. <laughs> yeah, nor would you know what we were talking about if you cut him at any time. We never, there's no referral back. There's no, like we, we have a high bar and of an expectation of our audience. We think that much of you that <laughs> we know that you can follow along. We wanted this, our structure, our thinking day for, uh, for a podcast is just, you're the third person listener out there in this conversation between Dave and I, you're just listening along. Uh, like you're at a coffee shop overhearing, you know, two dogs talking about <laughs> yes, basically. Yeah. So you get, you get that. That that great insight of like wow this is just compelling conversation like just I can't imagine how lucky I am to sit here in this conversation and not be able to talk I actually would like I I hope that we get to a point where people are like want like yelling at their fucking that the, at the speakers like like trying to add their two cents because that to me is when you know you're doing your your job right so you want to add to the conversation like that's the goal yeah. because we don't we don't do the fucking you know the Casey Kasem and now like we don't, we, we don't have that kind of, that's just not our dynamic. It's never going to be, unfortunately for people. If you, if you want us to change, uh, you're living in the house of torture era here. Like we're going to stick to that. Yeah. I look red, red brings the flair. And he brings the structure. That's the thing. He brings a, yeah. a coherence. He wants to stick to it and he wants to keep us on track and people like the editing was where this will be. <laughs> this is made in editing. It always is. So just so you know, but like we started this conversation going for fucking like an hour, just talking about two random things that I don't like. I think we talked about the Joker and I think I, we had a go at fucking Triple H. Like it's, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> That's true. Like, I don't know what's going to yeah. happen. So yeah, Dave, I don't know. I don't know what kind of introduction that we'd actually. Well, yeah. And I mean, no, no, like, I don't know if people get this, but. Like I have had zero preparation for today's show mm. other than we watched the show. Watching last night's show. But here's the thing, Dave. Uh, Dave. That's true. But I don't want to get people get the sense like we don't care about the discourse. It's that the thing happens when you get together and you chat about it and you trust that you've thought about it enough and you're thinking about it enough. But you're not trying to. You're not trying to. Yeah, I've certainly prepared in that I've, I've thought about potential directions. I mean, we were. I mean, even when we were watching the show last night, sort of just talking. Yeah, sitting like, oh, okay, that's something to sort of talk to. But yeah, as far as like, n none of this is like scripted or written or laid out. There's or, no format. You know, there's, no, there's like no. Yeah, I haven't come in with like five dot points of things that we need to touch and, on today. And sometimes that's great. And sometimes it means like we like run out of things to say and there's nothing like, what are we talking about? Uh, yeah. But it means that the conversation goes where the conversation goes. And I think that I hope that people, when they, when they hear like, so I'm just getting people prepared. So like when they hear that it's like a Josh and Dave show, 
It's like, ah, okay, it's going to be that. It's going to be a little bit. It's going to be that. It's going to be that thing again, and that's okay. It's just recognizing, like I think, like our type of review and our type of thing. Like we always say, we're not going to do match by match thing. We're going to look at the things we find interesting and looking for things that could be something to follow, and just giving people things to look for and follow. Or talking about things that we liked and why we liked them. That's it. Like I, I never. And sometimes there's little things, and you're like, you're like that little thing, that little bit. Yeah, that feels like a thing that could be talked about. Like, like I said, like I didn't come in here with any expectation of talking about things until I saw uh, Trish Spears at Trish Spears. Always a great follow. At Trish Spears ninety four, but awesome listener. And was like, she was like tweeting stuff out about the gallows the anderson stuff and i was like i was like oh i feel like there's something in that discussion about how people perceive this versus how they actually like like that kind of like what we talked about last week with food dave like you know like mm. it's like it's like getting it's like eating you know spaghetti bolognese in australia you know like it's an approximation of the thing you know <laughs> like and, and it yeah, makes you feel yeah. like your culture like when you do an ancestry.com test and you get like I don't know, like I'm 12% Portuguese. Like I always like spicy food. Like you like, it's this thing of like, it, it's yeah, a confirmation yeah, yeah. bias. You feel like, oh, I'm a little bit exotic. You know, like that one, that one summer when I tanned a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> it's, it's, we're going to peak Australian discourse again here, people. But it is that idea of like, it's, it's like cool by association thing. I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea that people are like getting so enamored with New Japan as an ideal of how they can have these guys over that people, talk about that are cool and interesting and different and have that that cred but i don't want to go to the hassle of having to like sign up to new japan world and i have to try to learn something new and like do something (laughs) because it's like the the allure of the cool is even funny as a notion like i got to do all the dorky things of signing up here this new japan world account and do this like it's all wrestling so it is what it is but like that nugget is like that's enough and let's just go and see where we head and i just think that that is always going to be the case with this show so you're going to get us talking around ideas as a goal to try to figure out what we think that's all it is it's just us trying to figure out what we think and hopefully it's entertaining in the sense that you can see a struggle with concepts and like well maybe and sometimes like i wish i I think i've I've got it somewhere recorded like we years ago talked about jay white and just would always talk about Mm. him and his what his character and where and we literally like there were things we talked about that we are seeing happen over it's it's like Oh man, we like we booked the angle of him turning. Yep. Uh, we booked his ascent. Yeah, like you, you were not when yeah. J- when Dave was there for the Jay White turn. It was like a, it, it was like it was like just serendipitous. Yeah, it was like this was supposed yeah, to happen. It was, it was like he's there for the <laughs> yeah. moment. It actually like, finally happened. And so, yeah, that's the sort of fun of this stuff is the speculation. And I know people talk about fantasy booking. But fantasy booking to me always just sounds like people picking dream matches or something, you know, like I want to see yeah. this guy versus this guy. I'm interested in the story of the character and what twists and turns could happen and what what's required for me to see that character get to where I think that character is supposed to get to based on how the character was presented in the first place and how mm. will they get to that end result. And there's so many different ways you can go about it, but sometimes you pick it and you go, that's the way. And it's like, and it happens and it's just like, holy shit, that's awesome. And sometimes it's different, it's surprising, but you know roughly where the outcome of their intent is. And I just think that the the struggles along the way of that are, are fun and exciting to, to track as well. And that's what I'm saying. Like 
you saw Oiwa and Jay hold hands and that's going to start something. And you'll be thinking about that every time. I know. that's Dude, I, I mean, I'm into conspiracy booking because I want to believe. Yeah. We, and that's the thing. We want to believe, right? And yeah. it's not that we're toxically positive about this stuff. We we just want to believe that the possibility for something truly great can come from this stuff. Well, I like I like the art forms where everything can potentially mean something. And then if you spot it and then something comes of it and you're like, oh, I'm rewarded for my investment. I love that shit. And you know what's fascinating, Dave? And I thought of this and I this is this is where I've gotten to the point of you know, the ego is getting out of control, Dave, because I, I was watching the, pre, the, the the preview video for Jay Tama and Jay says, I've heard people describe pro wrestling as art. I was like, where have you heard mm. this, Jay? <laughs> 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 but it was like, but I was like, that's interesting that this guy that we connect to in so, so strongly introduces that concept as an idea. And then he said, like, I'm sure you want to paint the canvas with my blood. Like that was how he then tied it in. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, I've heard it described as art. And it's like, because you're, because you, you are, because you describe it as art, I'm assuming, Jay. Like you yeah. understand the assignment. You understand like he's thinking about is everything is part of my, I'm, everything's. Well, he talks about himself in that interview as a performer too. I was like, oh, that was an interesting choice of words. He could have said wrestler. Yeah. He could have said any number of other things. No, he. But he said performer. Yeah. And he recognizes his, yeah. his, his position and what he's doing and how he's, how, how real things happen. The good brothers defect go to W and he just incorporates it into the, the artifice just in it comes yep that's part of the plan never in doubt it's like yeah i'm the catalyst yeah this is my yeah i'm the catalyst of course i told you that was going to happen like it's so fucking clever and it's just like they're the things where it's like if you're tracking it they're the parts where you get greater investment and then when it really hits and when it all comes together that's the that's the winning moment and all we're trying to do i think is trying to uncover we're just trying to get to the core of what they're trying to achieve so you can start yeah. to see what's possible it's, i think we do the same thing when we you know when we fucking went and saw prometheus and we fucking sat down for three and a half hours after yeah. it and nutted out all the different potentials of what it, different aspects what it could be. within the movie and that's the fun of it. And my enjoyment of the of the thing at the end was so much more after that conversation. Yeah, and, it's, you know? and that's the fun. Like, and I still think my take walking out of the cinema was still my best one. The it was the birth of the hoodie. I still think that's an, you know <laughs> the first hoodie on earth. But like, but it's like they're the things of like the enjoyment of the thing is in the communal sharing of the experience. And trying to understand what parts connected because it's it's an art form. It, it will move you emotionally. You won't even know why. Like you're like, I don't know. I'm connected to this thing. And sometimes people don't want to think beyond that. That's cool. But if you yeah, if fine. you want to get to the point where you can you can almost you can see the future coming in three seconds ahead, just three seconds, and it's like the moment when Jonah and Okada wrestled the first time and he did the black forest bomb. And it's like the crowd were like, we can see the future because we know that Jonah's, if he goes, that's it. And that mm. anticipatory excitement, if you can extend that to the night before wrestle kingdom, where you've seen the, all the pieces line up and you're just anticipating the potential that it could actually happen. Like the Naito thing. 
when mm, it does yeah. happen, like, and then they st- they don't give it to you, and they don't give it to you, and it's like, I may be wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like I'm wrong. It feels like it's going to happen this time, and you're like, I feel like an idiot for believing it's going to happen this time, and then it actually happens. You're just like, it's an outpouring of this thing, and yeah. you want to give that to as many people as you can. That's the thinking. It's like I just want people to feel this way about it. Now, if you can't, if I'm, I'm maybe we can't feel this way in the House of Torture era. Maybe it's impossible, Dave. Maybe the feeling is born. <laughs> but I'm pretty confident it is. If you're following the stories that relate and resonate to you, find the yeah. characters that resonate with you. Tell us who they are. When you ask some questions, ask about the people that you care about, because I'm interested to understand why you like them, what's interesting about them, where they could go. That's the fun part about it. Like we could maybe scope out what do we think for this character? And then you can let us know. Like that's to me the the mm. what I think this show ultimately can become is is to try to be a bit of a voice for the fucking the the, the we can become the king of dorks, honestly. Like we'll be the voice mm. for those who enjoy the, the conversations after the movie more than the movie themselves. Like that's that's us. You know, the show's got an identity now. We work stiff. It's a fucking dick pun, but we're Australian. <laughs> but like, Just when you thought we were done. Is it time for fun? <laughs> if you like two-man version of this podcast, the Scott Norton, then, uh, yeah, yeah, you're getting another take on that. So uh, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's me, Josh, and I am the Tokemore Pimp, Dave Pruden, and... Uh, Join with me tonight is King of Dorks. Uh, Dave and Josh, the we strip all artifice when we when you and I talk. It's just <laughs> just it's Dave. just Josh and Dave talking about yeah. something they saw. <laughs> that's kind of that's <laughs> kind of what it is. This is the something we saw podcast. Yeah, what with Josh and yeah. Dave. <laughs> 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 It probably it probably makes sense to start off with the show with, with a question and i guess this sort of question is in a lot of ways fits with i guess the way that we're going to go about probably structuring this show you know as i said dave it's going to be a, a conversational style because that's how we sort of go with the long flows and just talk back and around the concepts and sort of explore the declaration of power show um as sort of a review not in the sense of match by match but just to talk it through um, some of the concepts, the key things you're interested in. And this question uh, that we have from Matobo at Matobo underscore GG on Twitter is probably a good example of, you know, kind of the the, the areas that we're going to explore here. Um, so we'll probably try to answer this con- this uh, this question. We'll, we'll try to answer it, but I have a feeling we're probably going to go for a bit of a walk uh, with some of these ideas and what it sort of means in terms of the broader issue. So it's a good point, place to start. So, Matobo asks, some of the comments online suggest there is nothing interesting about Akata versus Jay White at Wrestle Kingdom. On one hand, Akata wins and fulfills his dream of having a match Antonio Noki will be proud of. On the other hand, Jay wins and solidifies the Switchblade era. Matobo is curious about our thoughts uh, on the story being told. Uh, thank you as always and am excited for the show. That's lovely, Matobo. Uh, thank you for the question writing in. Um, 
yeah, so what are our thoughts on Carter versus Jay White and the over uh, sort of, I guess, the, uh, the interest or the excitement or the possibility of this match and what where we are now and where we could end up? I'm interested. Um, for me personally, I find Jay to be an interesting character and I find this matchup to be interesting. Um, I read something today. I try to. I like to credit where I saw it, but I, I was on Twitter somewhere, and I just thought it was really interesting in terms of they said about you know, um, about they want to see like they said if and this is I thought this was actually really nice in terms of they said they want to see if Jay is ever going to be pushed as a baby face, right? They want to see him get what they described as the Austin baby face push, which was. They just change the people he wrestles. He doesn't shift at all. He just changes who he wrestles because like you saw him against Tama and all the, like all the post-match stuff with Tama is like really putting over Tama incredibly strong in terms of you and you would be a worthy champion. You know, you belong in this space. You've done this stuff, but life isn't fair and I'm here. And that's, that's the issue. Unfortunately, that's the issue. You're you're in my era, and um, you'll just be a footnote in history as a result. You know, because of my <clears> greatness. We, we spoke about that a while back, and I said that his character doesn't need to change. Mm. And like no, I don't think it does. Who he, who he wrestles? Well, he tells um, the truth. Well, yeah, that's an interesting point, right? So. Why the Joker was Batman's most intriguing rival was because he told the truth. Mm. Um, and he's like, he's kind of doing the same, right? So he's, he's like even pointing to Anoki and saying Anoki would be, it's his truth. It's truth, but it's in a twisted way. It's like Anoki would be, he wouldn't ashamed. be proud of you. He would be ashamed of you for not being the fighting spirit, the fighting champion, like not defending what you've won to get to the place. Mm. Like you're breaking tradition by deciding that you're not going to do those things. Mm. Like that's very unanoki of you to do that. Yeah. The coward Okada. Yeah. I think that's I, I think that's a cool addition to that rivalry because they need something, right? Mm. If you're gonna go down the J um Okada Utayar path again, it's then yeah, locked in official twice. And you need you know, because Jay is not gonna be on the chase this time. It's easy he can just be the pest when he's on the chase. Mm. So the, I, I'm, I like, I was watching it last night. And I'm like, I like that angle, that angle of you're not who you say you are. And Okada introduced um, in his promo, he introduced the framing device for the, for the rivalry as well, explaining that with the death of Anoki, it's the end of that era. And that the next, who's going to be the person to carry new Japan forward whose era will it be like the like and i can't have you inheriting that like i don't like and obviously the whole era is very much tied to the switchblade character as a you know he's been his catchphrase since basically day one and so it's almost like he's set up to inherit it and then carter's like well now that it's the errors are actually on the table 
um, I can't have that happen. So it's like he's positioning himself as captain, you know, New Japan, but a good one. And and Jay saying, this is your captain. Like, and that that idea of where both guys are justified in their position because like, um, but I did like the, during the Inoki tribute at the beginning, you know, all the boys come out and they obviously have all Hontai and Chaos wearing the New Japan shirts and stuff. And they're around the ring and everybody's, you know, making it very clear. And it's the classic way they do it, you know, all the baby faces out there. But the camera's like panning up and down and they're panning up and Naito's there and LIJ boys are there to see it in the in the, in the the um, aisle way and Suzuki going in the aisle way. And the camera pans and pans and pans and it finds Jay at the curtain standing out watching. And it's like just Jay and ELP representing Bullet Club. And it's just like this thing of like, just this little little moment where it's like you know he's supposed to be the big bad guy that's got no death no care for the company's bullet club whatever but even he's out there to recognize that and it's just one of those things on that night where then he's going to come back and say you know you're letting anoki down it's like he just he has like that credibility of now well like i'm a new japan guy i'm a true new japan guy i'm the i'm the vision of what anoki ultimately wanted which is like the feeding of our style into a different country, into a different style, into a different wrestler, into a different presentation that ultimately convinces me to be here. I'm, I'm the future of that. Like, I think that, that ties well. It's like, I think you are saying all the right things. And okay, I think you're uh, a I think you're saying the things and I know the company wants you to be that. Cause that's what he's saying. Like, Oh, a Carter wants this. And the company just, jumps you know like whatever he wants yeah and so the cut the the company wants you okada to be the new enoki they want that so bad and you just want to just you just get what you want and it's like and i'm i just think that that's utter bullshit and my way is the way like jet's always saying jay has this belief that his way his philosophy his approach is the way and it's it is really that idea of like we sort of saw it a little bit of storytelling you know way back with um kenny and tana which was kind of the idea of what's the style that's going to lead us forward you know that idea of you know like classic new japan style versus the you know the all elite approach and obviously that was kenny's last match in the company and that was a a nice story to tell because you knew that it was going to reaffirm that but this one has a little bit more of a a sense of it's like, also both guys in their prime as well rather than dad tanner on his last run yeah but still he could i mean it was fine he was still able to put oh, on a classic but if you if you're going to have a rivalry of styles you kind of want yeah. them to be at similar points in their career because then that story can be told for a longer period of time like yeah. tanner as great as tanner is he's not going to main event every show no that was his last run that was the classic get the belt off kenny as he leaves and get it on the old faithful to for mm. the one last you know that one last moment to eventually get it to jay mm. you know and that um I think that to some extent that's kind of the position that Jay's in now where it's like um, he can be the, like he can be the guy that ushers in the new era of style. And that's kind yeah. of the era there's, there. And I, you know, that's kind of the story I think they want to tell. There's, um, there's parallels between the Jay and Okada. And I like this kind of, 
this idea of like the foreign ace versus the the Japanese ace. Yeah. Or the company ace in a lot of respects. Yeah, the company ace, yeah. The the guy, the chosen one, the wrestling god. Yeah. I guess. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus versus God. <coughs> yeah. I, I just kind of I think it's interesting. I I um because I was wondering coming in how they were gonna spice up that rivalry. What but isn't it nice do? though, Dave? Isn't it nice to some extent? Like if with all the years that we've had, I don't know, like even going back to double dome dash and all that sort of stuff, that we've reached a point now where what are we, October, November? We're like three months, three months out. And they can just say, yep, this is going to be the main event. It's locked in. It's official. It's been made official. And it's like, this is where we're headed. And we're going to tell, you know, we got we can build the story to that. And there's not going to be shenanigans, not going to be hot shot. There's not going to be, there's going to be nothing but just this is the this is the story we're committed to telling. And we're going to go that way and we're locked it in. And I just think that's going to give so much more. Like we've seen it in the past where Jay's had, you know, a month or so to build a story. It's like, this is a long time. So I feel like they're going to raise the stakes. I think, they're going to, I, I, I think there's space to do some interesting stuff. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily as much of a coincidence as perhaps um, first thought of at first watch that Jay's connecting to Oiwa either because, mm. you know, from what, from, you know, the rhetoric around Oiwa is that they consider him like that sort of next Tana, next Okada type prospect. He's a prodigy. Yeah, he's a prodigy. He's a prodigy. So, you know, and he's been mentioned in with those names already and Jay holding hands, sneakily tucking him under his wing. It's like, I, I like that idea as well. But also you shaking a beer fun. up and giving it to him. Here, drink this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I just, I think there's, look, who fucking knows? But there could just be some interesting shit going on in that space. And that that adds more intrigue for me because, I don't know. I was worrying that looking at the Wrestle Kingdom, if they went in that that Jay Okada route and not putting Naito in some way or someone mm. else, some other, like what were they <laughs> going to do to make it make it interesting? Mm. Um, and they're just going back to that rivalry. Yeah, um, but they're going back to it in a way that they haven't done before where it's yeah, that's, what that's what i'm saying yeah and that's kind of the interesting thing where it's like it's not really a rivalry in the sense that it's a domination you know like jay's what four and one over him and that's kind of the thing but then it's jay's strong strong position against okada in that kayfabe sense versus his weak position at the dome which he often struck main event dome jay where he crumbles so that's going to be really interesting to see. It's going to be interesting too, because if you think about it from like that perspective of he's coming in with all the pressure because he's going to be the champ. He's going up mm. against the Carter at the Dome in the, the main event. The company man, the Anoki tribute on the night of the Anoki celebration. Yeah. Yeah. 
like all everything against him. He has everything against him and everything to lose. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting space to put a a heel in. Yeah. <laughs> just an interesting, just an interesting space is like the complete underdog going into the space. Um, like the Bullet Club is getting to that. We've said it for a long time. Like the the Bullet Club identity stuff is a concern. It's been a concern for a while, and I think it's kind of part of the whole point is that Jay's whole thing is like I'm going to spread Bullet Club far and wide, but what I'm actually doing is spreading it incredibly thin. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll fucking kill it. <laughs> yeah, and they'll be dead, and there'll be no one here to protect me because they'll be all off doing other things. Yeah. Um, and they're all prospering without me. Like this idea of they're all leaving you, Jay, and you just don't realize it. Um, that's interesting. Like the dilute, like that's the thing I, I was saying before. Like I like the, I mean, the Joker Batman stuff has always been interesting from a, a basically character archetype sort of position because you've got that. Um, that's that thinking about like okay well when was the like the the joker idea is like people say oh he's like the the inverse or whatever it's not that at all it's like it's basically people that one person that's one person's dogged desire to break another person's inherent code thing like whatever they're and this idea of proving their philosophy correct by breaking someone else like like that's that was always like i thought was an interesting story of the especially the dark knight version of that where it's like yeah you know like i'm i don't i don't want you to go away because i need you to justify me well that's it yeah like i don't exist without you yeah i'm the i'm here to create chaos because i'm my philosophy like my philosophy is that I, like I have these beliefs about humanity that that I feel like are going to. I have a dogged belief in it, like that I'll be affirmed. My plans, I have these great plans, and they're on the belief that people will act a certain way when put in a certain position. It's all based on this like ideology, and it's like, and the failure of the ideology isn't a failure; it's just like a stop. And that's kind of like comic book writing in a lot of respects and wrestling are very similar because there's no fifth act. Mm. That just isn't. There's no resolution ever. It's always on to the next thing, on the next thing. It's like just keep building the character, keep crafting. And with Jay and Okada, it's like Okada is such an interesting character in a sense because he doesn't really have to. He just is, you know. Like that's the sort of thing about him where it's just like character is kind of. He's almost become a non-character, really. He's like the rainmaker side of things has somewhat disappeared this year, mm. and it's become just Okada, the the Anoki wannabe. <laughs> yeah, well, the idea of that is like Okada being so strong in his identity that he can play like play homages to to people without it necessarily being something that influences him beyond that, that, that homage where it's like, cause he was sort of saying like about strong style and stuff. And like, he's, he not really necessarily being a reflection of that, but more the idea, like the, the ideal of what a is in terms of the representation of in relation to a company. And he is the guy, like he's the man, right? Like, and it's so rare when the man is, like if you think historically, like they're obviously like you know Japanese companies have positioned those. Uh, your best guy is the best guy, 
But like when you see him, when you see Okada and you're just like, you know, he's just gotten to that stage of his career where he's so, un- he's underrated. Like it's crazy to say it, but it's like people are like, oh, oh, that's right. Like he's around and he's the guy and we and they, people have gotten sick of him because it's like, oh, he's getting pushed. I thought an amazingly bad take on Twitter, Dave, an amazingly bad take. Someone saying that if Okada was getting this, this sort of push like in WWE people would be like turning off and they'd be hating on it and everything. And it's like, you clearly haven't watched the man. Like it's just a thing of like, obviously the benefit of what a Carter is, he's, he's constantly uh, making people. And he actually like, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, a Carter doesn't necessarily just make people as much as he reinvents people. Mm. Like he's able to take something whether it's an older wrestler, whether it's a, an established wrestler, whether it's a new guy coming in with an established persona that he's got to work with. And when they get in there with him, he just makes them whatever they're supposed to be. Like whatever yeah. they're supposed to be, they become with him. And yeah, that's why, that's why I messaged you last night. And I said, is he, is he the best at constructing a match? Yeah, and it's for, it's for that reason because he somehow manages, like you said, like he somehow manages to like shine the fucking rock. So he reveals, sh- yeah, he reveals what's under. He's like a he's like a carver, like yeah. it's it's hidden in there, and he will get it out, <laughs> like, yeah. and it's in there and. Other people see what they see, but he sees something different and he can help that person reveal themselves. It's something, it's it's a magic trick that he has that I just don't, and it's not like everyone has their best stuff against him. And they yeah. go on and be that version of them for the rest of their career. They figured it out. Like he's he's the maker, like rain maker. Like he yeah, is yeah. the maker. Like it was crazy. This whole Tama push, this whole Tama push, is two G ones ago when he beats Okada. Yeah, yeah. And it's like Okada revealed in that match, he revealed and helped Tama find Tama. Like Tama was improving. He was in the up. But it was like, oh, this guy could be something. And it's like, it's not just, like I said, it's not just a situation where he makes guys and improves guys. He reveals what they should be. That's a, It's an incredible position that he like he holds as a skill set like you said when you sent me that message i started thinking about it because i was about to send i was literally in the i was about to type back to you i was like i was like oh, is a carter i was gonna say like is a carter the best simple wrestler ever like because mm. the match a carter jonah is pro, the most pro wrestling pro wrestling match you will see like just yeah. so it could have it could have happened in any era like literally any era like it could have been in the 40s and it would have worked but it would not have been crafted as well no because it's informed by all those things but it's more like what i mean by it is like his understanding of the simplest of psychology right so we i mean we talk about all the time like i know people say like you know storytelling big macro story micro story like this is an important point i want to make clear because i've seen a couple of things being said and on again on social media on twitter but people are like, oh, you know, like storytelling, like I like reviewing wrestling, like storytelling, whatever. Every match is a story. Every single pro wrestling match, any even just two blokes get in there and start swinging. 
everything's a story. It's just how good of a story is it? How effective yeah. is it? And how close is the intention and the and the outcome in terms of what they're trying to achieve and if they're able to achieve that thing? So you can grade or talk about any pro wrestling match and say, well, this guy, this was a story match about this thing, or this is about, because it's two characters involved in combat. So there's going to be some level of, of drama associated with that. But what's interesting is when you get to a guy like Okada, where it's like, all right, if I just explained the match construction to you, just like point by point, you'd go like, that's, that's it. Like, where's the, they're building up to a German suplex. Like, is that what's, is that what we're going to? Like we're building to like, Oh, he's going to work the knee and the knee's going to come in and it's going to stop. It's going to be the bit of hesitation that ultimately, you know, it's, it's the most basic construction ever. I'm going to take the giant down to one leg. Like yeah. I'm going to make the uh, mighty Dave kneel. Yeah. Set up by establishing that this is a dominant big guy. Yeah. Who's who's immovable? Who at every turn I can't, I uh, Okada can't like. He cannot move him. Yeah, he can't move him. He can't hurt him. He can't, so slowly the strategy. He can't lift is, him. I mean, that's that was established pretty early, and yeah. that was the idea. Like, I can't do it. How am I going to do it? And it's like I got to figure him out. And so even though the match is simple, it's like it's it's like you get to see the the brain ticking over in Okada is just like. He's trying to solve this fucking puzzle. The commentary did a great job there too, where they're like, "Oh, we've never seen Okada use his use the environment like this before." When he got the 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 ring cage, and he was sort of shaking it when Okada, when uh, Jonah's leg was sort of caught there or whatever was going on. Was well, a subtle, a little bit of desperation, just a yeah. Just a hint. He's like. He, he, in order for him to sort of take control, he's kind of got to get a little bit of nasty Okada out. Yeah. And that's, I said, out of a sort of bit of desperation of like, and also meeting Jonah at the summit, you know, like Jonah came in and said, I'm going to just fuck you up. And I, I noticed, you know, like I know, you know, Jonah brought his, his A game to the, to the contest contest as well. Like ultimately he, um, he looked so comfortable. I was like, when he, I was watching it, it was like how t- much he was taking his time. And it just, it just felt like, again, that's a, you know, what Okada can ultimately do is like, I don't think he's just going to make anybody great. Like, I think he, he gets the best out of people, but to get to that level where like Jonah is, he's like, he's such a made guy. <laughs> like it will be one of the great, and we'll get to it. We will get to the discussion about, fucking the hunter of men but like the idea of like he's got a spot like he has got a spot that has money written all over it that new japan has desperately been wanting and provides the freshest main event matchups like i'm so happy about it. i'm doing i'm doing the the big w run around the streets you know like i'm taking this victory lap because i we all like the jonah people were down on Joan like, Oh, he's, he's this is whatever, but it's like, because he was being presented a certain way and expected to work a certain way. But when you put him in a Japanese context where he's like, just by the nature of his build, everyone's mm. like, Ooh, and then you do the stuff that Jonah does like jumping, like running, doing those shoulder tackles off the top and then doing that razor's edge thing that he just, I'd never, I don't know what that was. He just said, I'm going to throw you into the turnbuckle. 
and just just little things where it's like he's got this like you're right like the whole story of him just being not staying down like even when he got hit like there was a couple of clotheslines in this thing that were just they were stiff as shit but he just kept bouncing back up and like just being a little bit like stunned and dazed it's like you couldn't get much stronger in a loss than what jonah looked like like he finally yeah. takes his first pin lock pinfall in new japan pro wrestling and it's like Okada had to give him the business including had to get him up for that flosion thing and i don't i mean Okada's probably gonna need three months off for the treat the hernias that he's got as a result of that but you forget how big and strong Okada actually is mm. but I just felt like it was a it was like a masterclass in we sort of knew what was happening, but half like when Jonah hit that black forest bomb was going at the top, that crowd was just like they they were there with it. That like they're like, okay, this guy, like Jonah's gonna beat him again. And I was, I mean, I immediately went to Twitter and was like, you know, someone get a checkbook, Jonah, don't go, whatever you do, don't, don't leave because he provided such a fresh position there. But also I was very, I was a little bit heartened when I saw Jonah say like one and one. And I was like, they're one and one now. I was like, Jonah's the perfect guy. Do they do signing? They don't announce signings, do they? No, no. So we don't know if he's been signed. I would assume he, put it this way, I would assume he has primarily because he stopped doing impact. And that was a bit when, when he stopped and said, I'm not going to be working here for a little bit now and sort of went away. And then the G1 came up. I was like, that was a curious sort of moment where I was like, maybe he's, he's committed to new Japan. I don't know, but if, I mean, new Japan's old school in the sense, like they're like, they're just like, we have our contracted guys that we, we put a lot of money into. And then we have our, you know, our tour guys that come in and, you know, and, um, I don't know if he's signed, but I feel like if I'm him, if he hasn't signed, good, he's probably made a lot of money for himself over the weekend um, because he can legitimately just say like, okay, well, we've got a money match. Like if, if Okada wins at Wrestle Kingdom, which I think is the most likely result, you got a one-on-one record and you've got that, you know, that nice follow-up, which, you know, new beginning, you got this guy that's a big dominant that's ready for a trilogy. I think that would be a perfect sort of first title defense. So I, I'm, if I'm Jonah, I'm not, I'm not leaving yet, you know, mm -hmm. um, but who knows what, what the plans are in that respect. Yeah. I think that showing is sort of position Jonah potentially as a, I think he'd make a great champion. That's what I'm saying. He can be that like he can, it's a credible yeah and if only for if only, even as a transitional champ of a guy that um helps get a young baby face over you know like that that's a perfect position of like this is guy that holds the belt beats a couple of the established guys and then you have to have to get some young whippersnapper to come up and take on the big foreign heel you know like it's 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 an archetype that new japan has relied upon traditionally you know like they like that character because it it does business if, if they keep positioning him like that he'll be a draw and he'll certainly be a draw here imagine yeah. a imagine a fucking jonah with the belt tour of australia you could do a spot where he's going for the belt 
here and it would be big, big business. It's sensitive. It's an Aussie and everyone's going to get like, people need to understand in Australia. Like if you market it all right, you just say an Australian's going for a world title. It's like people will turn off. So like, that's just the nature of it. Um, especially if you do it in Melbourne, they'll just, they'll just rock up, you know, right, you fucking tiddlywinks world title on in Melbourne and it'd be 150,000. people. Yeah, exactly. It. Right. So yeah. that's, that's the thinking of like, that's how you could do, you could do significant business doing that. So I, I just think, and if you're him, it's like, it's, here's the thing. And this is, this is probably as good a segue as anything to go into the discussion that I sort of, I've, I've been wanting to have since I've seen, since, since the randomness of today that was raw and, the fucking good brothers turning up on WWE television. And this is the, this is the world we now live in. And I find it, um, if you're, you have to like, as a fan, right. You have to accept the reality that it's a, it's the pro wrestling business and that people will do invariably that wrestlers will do what's in their, their best interest in terms predominantly financially um sometimes to the detriment of their ultimate happiness and they'll get stuck into situations and like ah shit what do i do that for but we see it over and over and over again where people have promised the world and they get you know connecticut but <laughs> like but to some extent I think like if you're like legacy is a thing that's sort of thrown around, like it's just thrown like people talk about legacy. I want to have my legacy. What's my legacy of this thing. And, you know, we heard it. I mean, Moxley talked about it explicitly about when he resigned was he said, I want to create a legacy. Um, and I mean, I know it was revealed. Moxley also was working without a contract. Um, so that was interesting. Um, but Mox is one of those guys, and as I said, that we know what he values, and he's made it very clear what he values. Uh, granted, I think he got paid an absolute squillion, um, and good for him, but he was never going back. He's one of those, there's a few yeah. characters that you just knew who was never going back. Like, you know, the, people say, oh, you burn bridges and stuff. I mean, the guy, like, I don't think he could ever be in the same room as Kevin Dunn ever again. So I think that would make production hard. But in any case... He talked about legacy as being a really key driver in this run of like, I want to get to a point where, you know, people become, I become almost synonymous with a brand of pro wrestling that I craft and did. And he's gotten to that stage of his life where that's important to him. Same thing. Like Tana talks about legacies all the time as well. And younger guys maybe don't think about it as much, especially if it's financial stuff is there. And obviously WWE has got the most, you know, they've, they've got the biggest budget in terms of what they're willing to spend on talent. But if you're Jonah, if you're Jonah and you're thinking like, what can I, like, how can I be remembered? Like New Japan has the potential, like with the partnerships it currently has to give guys platforms that are, that are large in a, in a US context so they can still have that, you know, be it through the AEW relationships or whatever. But if you're Jonah, like you can you can have this sense of like, I just think it's like the level of respect that you could actually engender for yourself from an entire nation, you know, like, and also from a position of what you could mean. Uh, I mean, this is an opportunity where, yeah, Jonah could be, I mean, he's already a pioneer, right? But 
he could truly put Australian wrestling on the map this way in a way that isn't short of getting a Roman Reigns run with the belt. Yeah. Isn't going to be possible anywhere else. And, and also in a way that like, you know, with this partnership with uh, whatever this Tamahashi thing becomes, but like a, an opportunity to really make that brand a thing and elevate the entire industry in this country, mm. like this is, that's what this could present to him. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that the, the benefit of this is he gets to do it the way that he would want to do that with TMDK. And it's an important point. I noticed that. Yeah. I, I listened too, that everything comes from him. It's not going to be scripted up the wazoo. No, it's all cre- effectively it's creative control over how you do it. And I, I, there's a part of me that thinks like when he left and people forget it, like they forget, you know, once there's a bit of absence, you know, the the heart grows fonder or whatever. It's like, but like, I don't think it's any surprise. He, he called himself the top dog. Like when, you know, obviously it's tribal chief Roman Reigns, but forever it was the big dog, you know, like, uh, yeah, the big dog. But it's like, I'm the top dog. I'm the top guy here. And if you, if you're him, like I remember I listened to an, uh, a podcast an interview with uh, Shane Haste talking about, um his situation or whatever and he he's another guy that has been really impressive in the matches i've seen of him in I'm looking forward to him in tag league i think he's going to be good hopefully him and mad mikey nichols gets back together and that's that would be great but they he talked about when he was in nxt and how they didn't take the tmdk name there because they weren't they didn't want to lose it they said it was really special to them they didn't want to lose it they want to keep that as their thing um, and they felt like put it in WWE, then WWE will invariably own it and they'll never get it back. And and that to me is this thing of like, they, there's a part of me, it's like, well, you are surrendering what your ideal version of yourself is willingly to get in, to get the opportunity to be the big star there. But it's not the truest version of yourself. And you know it because you're, you're saying, well, we can't take that across. So we can't be TMDK. So we'll be whatever we will be this other thing. And when you get the opportunity where it's like now in New Japan, you can be TMDK. Not only can you be TMDK, you can make it how you want to make it and you can help, you know, bring a bunch of new stuff into it. And I just thought, I just think like that brand can be like, why can't they be like the Australian boys like why can't they grow this thing and be like well, we're going to be this this you know for a long time australian pro wrestling was like oh now we conquer you know like you'll notice us that you know we've sort of got the battling underdogs of the pro wrestling world and a lot of people down here love you know the wwe and it's sort of seen as the pinnacle and where to get to but it's like if new japan gets in and just connects with this tamashi brand and stays with the course and sends guys to pwa and keeps building relationships as a generation of young pro wrestlers, it's their dream's going to be to wrestle where Shingo wrestles and to wrestle where, you know, like that's... Finally, like TMDK conceptually is much cooler than anything else Australian that's come out of pro wrestling for a long, maybe ever. Mm. Like it's actually a cool... Well, it's, like, like the idea of it is It's cool, so very like, Australian. 
in the sense of like, it's this idea of fuck you. We're not going to do what you tell us to do. We're yeah, going it, to. It's, it's very Australian, but it's not fucking. I come from a land down under and. Uh, yeah. You know, fucking green and gold. No, like, exactly. It's, it's fuck, not that, you know? Yeah. It's, that's, it's that's own thing. about Aussie open is that, that yeah, no. because to me, that's what that represents. It represents everything daggy about Australia, that fucking name. And ironically, ironically, they rest and they incorporate and embody none of that. Like, there's no, yeah. not a hint of that in their, um, in their presentation. In fact, it's the opposite, you know, like, you know, those guys are almost designed. Like, I was a bit sad when they rechanged, they renamed their, their finish. It used to be the fidget spinner. I was like, that's just such a, that's just such an Australian thing. Like, I was like, that's such a great name. But now they like made it a very fancy, I don't know, it was like Coriolis or whatever it is, but it's like, ah, so they'll slowly transition out of their, their dorkdom. But, um, but yeah, like the TMDK thing is its own brand. It has its own identity. It's, it's that we're taking on the world kind of idea and we're not going to be playing second fiddle and we won't surrender to whatever you, your expectations of our, us, us are. And with Jonah, like, I think to some extent, that's a, the key of also having a guy like Jonah. It's like, he's, you know, he's, he's a distinct type of character. So you can't really, you know, you know, fucking invasion day him up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. really do that with him because it just doesn't fit the character. It's more like he's this guy that's Australian and represents the best version of what we can be in terms of like, we've got a guy like Robbie, we've got a guy like Jonah, which is so different. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, and such Robbie, a key. Robbie's great. But as far as presentation goes, Jonah's, Jonah's cool. Like Robbie looks so white meat. But that's what he is. That's just what he is. I know, I know, I know that's what he is. But, yeah. you know, but, it, but when he was like Sniper of the Skies, that kind of first incarnation, it was like, it was a bit cool. It was kind well, of. Well, was he Bullet Club? Like, that's what he was. It was Bullet Club yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. That's, but that's what I'm saying. But it didn't fit. He, did, he couldn't handle it, Dave. It didn't You're, fit him. He couldn't wear that. He had to go back to the colorful boy, you know, he's carrying a sword. So, like, yeah, but if you're trying to encourage, say, young Australians to get involved in wrestling or whatever, then you want something cool. You don't want something fucking. Yeah, exactly. Send in, send, associate him with big teats, and you, you you're sold. Yeah, you bring teats along, and everyone goes, "Yeah, I want to be hanging out with teats." And that's every Australian looks at, like, could could they have found a better non-Australian to put in there? Like, honestly, yeah, better non-Australian that looks like many australians yeah he's the most non-australian non-australian guy and he's even like big teats it's just like it's perfect he's just yeah. perfect it's seamless um we're adopting him it's happening it's already it's already the paper's already in order he's he's coming he's an australian citizen soon but yeah I, that was my thinking was like, before you know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah and then and then we'll take him but the the point i was sort of making was like okay so we know this and as in, like, I was thinking about this today, where it's like, when I saw the news or whatever, the Good Brothers going across, and people were like, oh, maybe it's a working relationship. It's like, no, it's not, it's not. don't worry. Um, it's not going to go that way. It's the good old fashioned, what they do. Like, that's what Triple H and has done this for ever. Like, if you're a, like, 
if you're like been watching New Japan long enough, the uh, the raid, as it was affectionately called, of AJ Styles, the Good Brothers, and Nakamura all in one foul swoop was back in the day. You know, WWE doing that was, you know, like we all knew what was up. <laughs> like it was a situation of like New Japan. This is 2017, right? Like 2017, I think around that time, 2016, 2017. New Japan's getting very hot. It's got mm. a lot of buzz. And we're going to just take the top guys. I get it then, but it's a curious choice now. No, but what I mean is I, I think what I'm saying is be prepared because people think about the pro wrestling war that people like to talk about as being AWWE and they're switching talent. It's the fight for the best talent. And Hunter's like trip, like Paul Levesque, the guy has a different philosophy about what's good in pro wrestling and what he likes. And I'm pretty confident that a lot of it's been reflected in new Japan pro wrestling. And so the raids will be coming and they'll be coming stronger over the next 18 months. I've got no doubt about it that, that if you're a new Japan fan, get prepared because these, the good brothers are like, I, I can take it or leave it. Like, I'm not going to be like, I'm like, okay, cool. They're probably yeah. like, it's probably like addition by subtraction. But the reality of the situation is it's like it presents what it's like. It's like, it's, it's almost like, I just feel like we're going to see the recruitment go into overdrive and, and that's going to lead to. I, and I, and I get, and I get that, but there's also like we've talked about, you know, a bunch of times, there's only so many spots, man. Like what, I mean, what are you what are you going to be promising guys i don't know but the fact he'll whatever it takes like a, back, <laughs> like, a backstage a backstage pay guy a million bucks for a backstage fucking too sweet with aj styles like is that all you because i mean what are they going to be get getting on tv they're not going to become i mean even if they become the tag champs no one gives a fuck about those belts over there they don't mean anything they, I, it's, it's purely, it'll be purely like a monetary thing and then a promise of something. Like, this is the same, like, this is the it same is. guy that promised Brody Lee that he could work at New Japan when he didn't even have a deal in play. Like, he, yeah. he'll but, promise him anything to keep him or to get him, you know? I get that. But what ends up happening is what has happened in recent history with AEW. You end up with a bunch of guys who can't get on TV aren't wrestling, aren't happy, and they all fucking want to leave in six months anyway. Yes. And you know what's fascinating about it is, ironically, and this is what I've, I've been working on this little hypothesis for a couple of weeks is in my head thinking about it. Everyone talked about how great a, a pro wrestling war was in the 90s for growing interest in pro wrestling. To me, what's fascinating is the rise of the interest of pro wrestling is we're in such a different market now in the nineties. There's just, it's just television market. And that's, and the, there was a monocultural uh, landscape. Like people didn't have options. Like you have like a few options and obviously cable comes in and it expands the options, but we didn't have the glut of options. Now we, we know now that in the world of the internet, that we all think that we are watching something that is popular when we're watching anything like there's very few things 
that are monocultural in the sense that they capture the the forty percent of the population. Like it's not like people can't believe. Like back in the day, you look at some of the TV ratings for things like Mash. It's like what the fuck? Like everyone's watching Mash, but it's like there's nothing else to watch, so we'll watch that. But the idea of now, it's like a nicheification. Everything's in small sectors, and the rise of pro wrestling was we're going to capture that small niche market and we're going to have them so invested that they will just continually engage with our product. And they'll be the ones that buy the stuff and they'll be the ones that turn up the shows. They'll be the same people over and over and over again. And hopefully they'll grow fans in like locally in terms of related to them, but that's what we're going to do because that's, we can target our market and indie pro wrestling during that, that the last what 10 years before AEW, whatever, and Japanese pro wrestling, predominantly New Japan pro wrestling, became the like the bastion for where people wanted the alternative to what WWE was presenting. Right? So that was the thing. So that was the actual war. The war was happening then because at that stage, it was people were almost identifying and decro- like decreeing where they sat in the, the ecosphere that was pro wrestling. Like I'm either a ring of honor person. I'm either an independent person and a ring of honor. I'm a new Japan person. And they identified really strongly with those genres of pro wrestling, you know, of pro wrestling being a medium and these being genres. And they were seen as in opposition to WWE. And so we had a pretty clear delineation. I always felt like I always felt it's pretty clear. Like NXT was kind of the bubble that was like on the bubble. It was like, when it came along, it became the thing that was like the, the mediating thing of like, well, people, the thing that people could stomach, you know, that were on one side or the other. But what it what it was happening at the time was like there was so many places, and people forget about it, but there were so many places at that stage. Ring of Honor was viable. Uh, Impact was viable. Ring, uh, New Japan was really strong. You had independent pro wrestling on the come up, and you had multiple companies that were doing really interesting and like significantly good business at as an independent pro wrestling promotion because they could get such a varied amount of talent because new japan guys that were doing tours and ring of honor guys they could work independence you know like the height of pwg the height of like beyond wrestling and uh black label pro and uh defy aaw like these these shows were 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 frequent and they were often headlined by like naito was in aaw like you know like just like here he is and it was it was a different time now, and at that stage, it meant that pro wrestling was thriving. Now, I understand everyone says it's a great time for pro wrestling right now because if you're a pro wrestler, you can get paid. You can you can use one side against the other. And there's, there's, they, people say there's more room for jobs. And that may be true. That may be true. But there aren't more spots than there were before. There's mm. more jobs, but less work. And it's a really interesting like fascinating bit we've hit in this road where it's like I can go to AW and get a job there and I can work a couple of dark shows and I get three matches in, you know, two months or something. But what is that? What's the long-term benefit for me in that space? I'm not really getting seen. So I have to make sure that I'm doing a good job here. Cause if I don't, I'm going to have to go work in indie. That's going to be starving for talent that I haven't been able to work for 18 months or whatever, because of X, Y, Z. And it feels to me, it just feels to me like this idea of this wrestling war is going to become a talent war. And we've seen it already. It's a fight for anyone. Like a guy like Bandito is going to get paid big because he's going to bounce the two offers off one another. Uh, showed up in Gleet. What a ledge. 
but like the idea of that type of like even now with mocks we see it like this new deal of mocks to me it reads like no more independent mocks you know because like, tony doesn't want his champion to be wrestling independence <laughs> like mean, to a degree i i get that because it's not like it's not like mox is going and having technical wrestling matches he's going and fucking busting himself open and doing all these fucking crazy shit so yes i mean i get I get the reluctance to wanting to do regular GCW shows. Yes, 100%. 100% I get that position. Um, but it shows that where we've gone, one thing, it shows the movement. The movement has changed because um, you can, in the past, you can do, you could have done that. But now it's because we have to protect our, essentially, our investments. So we have these two companies that are going, it's going to be a talent war. And I don't think they care, really, ultimately, about, it's get them in the get them in the bus and we'll figure out where we're going whilst we're driving. I think I care less about this the talent war now than I did back then. Like back then it it bothered me more. Uh, now I'm because I think now because I know New Japan much better, I'm like, well, I mean, look, if you take a few of my favorite guys, then you ain't taking fucking Tai Chi. I know that much. Put your belt on <laughs> Tai Chi. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Give a dude that I fucking love that's in a mid card a fucking run at the title. Put a belt on Shingo again. Like, there's going to be guys that they won't, they won't go for. I agree. I agree. I just get sad with, I understand and empathize. I'm just preparing people for that event. Like, because there's a lot of newer fans preparing them for the event. Like, when I'll be honest, when Shinsuke left, I was like, fuck. When they lost, like, honestly, this is, the, this is the best example and gives us the most hope. When AJ left, the Good Brothers left, and Shinsuke left, it was a, it was a literal situation of New Japan. People were saying that the golden era is done, right? Mm. And did no, little did anyone know that the next two years were going to be their biggest years ever. So... Yeah, and New Japan... Uh, they're going to rebound better than anyone. Yeah, because, well, here's the reason why, Dave. I think the biggest reason why is when, and this is the biggest, this is the thing that's been derided and we saw it and I think I laugh at it. I think it's the, the dumbest criticism. I think it's the most, it's the, it's the critique that strikes me as the most ridiculous critique. And that is when someone says, oh, hilarious, like, oh, look at New Japan. Tama Tong is in the main event, you know, that's a there that's a sign of their decline. And I think that is the most illogical argument you can make. The reason before the cause it, I would agree with that statement if Tama Tonga wasn't over, hmm. right? If he wasn't an over act, then yeah, that'd be a terrible idea pushing Tama Tonga to the main event because he's not an over act. But guess what? Motherfucker is over. Why? Because when they decide you, you, you're the guy we're going to push, we have to, we, we don't have a lot of options. We're in a position where we need to push someone. We've, we've got all this stuff happening. We think you're, you've earned the right. You, we, we think we can craft it. Go. They put everything behind it. They commit to it. And they'll make a guy. Like JY versus Tama Tonga in the main event at Rio Goku, the first time ever you got two foreign guys wrestling in that building in a new Japan main event and 
everybody, every man, every person in the building comes in thinking they're not doing Tamatonga Kazuchika Okada at the Tokyo Dome, right? So, like, it's pretty much a fait accompli as that gets in terms of that. But then he hits the gun stun out of nowhere and everyone bites, right? Like, everyone oh, they, bites. They when he pinned him, when Red Shoes was ditching the chair out the ropes. Yeah. They fucking crowd went fucking nuts. Yeah. Right. They counted so three. They counted three because they want, they like, they're behind him and they yeah. believe that he could actually do it, which is beyond logic. There's no logic associated. It's just emotion. They're just invested in the guy. And it's like, that's what New Japan can do. And the thing is, if you think that's a criticism, I don't know what you want in pro wrestling. You just want new signing. Is that what you want? You just want the star of the past to be signed? Or do you want them to transform a star of the of like for me, that's the biggest trick and the best skill that is the legacy of whatever Gato's doing or whoever he's got in the team or whoever the fuck's being associated, is they can take a guy, take a guy with a existing character, an existing legacy, switch them, heat them up, build them over 18 months and get them to a point. It's not. It's one thing to take a young guy and push him because you've you you craft them from the time you see them. But to be able to transform someone and then say, "Yep, you're ready to go," and off you go, I just was like, "That's that was such a validation for what their philosophy is." It wasn't something that you should deride. It's something you should celebrate. So I'm in the same boat, Dave. When it comes to like, all right, if we lose Jay White, which you know you just got to prepare yourself mentally for that, because I can't think of enough. Can you think of another wrestler on the in the on the planet that Triple H? would like he honestly <laughs> like yeah he's, he's like, like did i have fucking sex in you <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's like <laughs> my my child is out here look i like, fucking hate triple h like i was never a fan i know but, we, this is established the 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 methodical nature and like i get the comparison i just yeah. think that they in my opinion i know many people would disagree because triple h was a main event for such a long time but in my opinion, fucking Jay White is far better than Triple H ever was at any aspect of pro wrestling, <laughs> other than maybe backroom fucking. <laughs> yes. If you've got Triple H's view of what pro wrestling is. Yeah, yeah. He's he looks like he would be the number one guy. He would be. Yeah. And I'm saying above everybody else. And people will say, like, MJF is the big guy to recruit. I would say Triple H is looking at Jay because he's got proven on every front. Um, that's like M- MJF is a great a great, great, great pro wrestler, uh, but has yet to prove that he can elevate a guy coming out of a feud where people are talking more about the other guy than they are him. Like yeah. it's a, that's a situation that yeah, MJF has proven that he's able to get himself over. Uh, well, I mean, certainly got Wardlow over. But... So I do think that, but uh, he'll, he will. I'm not, I've got, I've got no oh, fucking sure doubt. He he's got, I've got no dramas. I think it's we're all bad. safe. I mean, the, the, I mean, not that we want to go down an AEW rant but that what the difference is that mjf doesn't do he doesn't wrestle a lot yeah at this point yeah yeah with a yeah exactly and that's so he's not, he's, i mean he's rarely ever given 15 minutes let and alone when he does he does well yeah yeah when he does he's great yeah but he's really given that on a regular basis to be able to establish himself as a top wrestler yeah as opposed to his top personality, yeah. As opposed to just top character. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think there's no doubt that he would have made a lot of money with um, 
yeah, we're in, he's got to make, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But I just think you, you have to prepare yourself for, and the, the reason I'm saying it is like, when you're seeing this thing with Jonah happening, you're like, wow, great. How fresh, how different. And it's just like, I just don't want New Japan to get to that position where it is essentially going to continually be undercut by the other companies coming and just cherry picking because they think, well, that's the way to go. And so to some extent, I'm almost like, well, yeah, let's bring the, let's bring the young boys back and just, let's just push all them. Let's just, let's just go a domestic, like you just go fucking domestic and just like really focus on the systems that they have built and the thing they've got in place. That's why I think the ties to Oceania are more important now than ever, because you can establish a region as your region and you can really build those connections and make the next generation there want to use those pathways. Mm. And, you know, it's not that far to go. You're not that far from home. Yeah. Without having to be on the other side of the, on the other side of the world on your own, wondering if you're going to fucking make it. At least with New Japan, there's going to be shows, hopefully, on the semi regular in your hometowns. Mm. You're going to have the dojo over in New Zealand. You can do the you know the flight to Japan's not too bad if you want to do a tour or regular tours there to and from. Yep lock down the region and you yeah you're locking down a bunch of nations yeah and i do think to some extent um jay is going to be the great test case because the thing that separates him from everyone else in terms of the people that have ultimately in the past been signed away or have left um from a foreign perspective um and i think to, I think to a lot of expect Nakamura is a different case because what was left for Shinsuke to do, you know, in terms of like he, I think he had gotten to a point where he'd been on top for a long time and had a, had sort of seen the writing on the wall in terms of the baton was being passed in terms of the, you know, the Naitos of the world. And I think he wanted to, you know, he obviously had that, that, that goal. <laughs> You to surf and retire. Well, that was that's the running gag, right? But he, he look, he he still he wanted to. I think he wanted to grow his brand. I think he wanted to become one of the biggest stars that Japanese pro wrestling ever produced. And the best way to do that is to get on the biggest platform he could. Yeah. Um, but I do think <laughs> what I'm saying about the is that Jay is a young boy through and through. So he went through the system. He did all the stuff. He he. So he's a guy, not like AJ, not like Kenny, not like any of these guys, that is, he's one of their products. And New Japan are incredibly loyal to those that are loyal to them, which is something I'm fascinated by what the Good Brothers have just done. Um, but it is something where if you show loyalty to them, they will... You, you basically could say, well, I've got 40 years of work. <laughs> like I've basically got the rest of my life here if I'd want it. And you, I mean, theoretically, they'd let you wrestle for that 40 years too. If you want, or they'll Not let you, like, or they'll give you, they'll give you the fucking book and they'll, or they'll let you go and do what Rocky's yeah. doing. Like, like they'll yeah. let you do, they'll do what Farley's doing. Open up a dojo in your hometown. <laughs> like, you know, like, 
they'll let you do whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> basically. Cigars, yeah. yeah, it's great. Like, make TikToks and just hang out. Like, I just think, like... It's not the best job in the world. Yeah, but that's but that is because he earned it, because he went through the system, he put yeah. up with all the shit, he fought his way through, and I, I honestly believe that if you... If you somehow find a way to ruin that thing, you're fumbling the biggest bag in pro wrestling in terms of security. Like there's, there's so there's so few secure things in pro wrestling, but like New Japan Young Boy Pathway. So, so having said that, then is it just a matter of time before um, Devitt gets the ass because he's seen as too old and uh, not pretty enough or any longer or something? Yeah. And uh, they they uh, say it's time to move on, son. And he comes back to New Japan as a prince, everyone wants it. Prince Dad, uh, Prince Dad bit. Hunter loves him, right? Like that's the thing. Like Triple H somehow had this thing of being like the stepfather of pro wrestling, where he's like, I'm not the I'm not the stepfather. I'm the father that stepped up. Like he's his idea. Like he comes in <laughs> and says, like, I'll be your knight in shining armor. Like. Devitt obviously felt like he hit the ceiling at that point. And like, that was the old fashioned new Japan in terms of their junior, like the world is so different in now in terms of how new Japan sees that dynamic, you know, like mm. at that stage, it was like, he was, he was getting opportunities in the cup and he's getting opportunities to showcase himself as a heavyweight, but they were like, you're just too small. Um, and obviously he's like, well, I'll go off and, you know, do my thing. I think I've probably outstayed my, my spot. And I think it's time to, to move on up and, and that was great and all. Um, and he did, I mean, I, I credit him. He's the reason I watched New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, like, he obviously had a massive influence globally in that early stages. And he's still, like, a pushed commodity. He's got his own faction or whatever. He's like, he's got his own thing. But it, he's such an influential figure that, yeah, like, I, I, honestly, he he would be. He'd be a guy, he could, he could retire at 50, and I think they'd take him back. Because... Mm. The thing about him is not only did he not only is he him and has his legacy, but he got like Jay White's there because he spotted him. Yeah. You know, like so there's and Devitt, who was at the time, was on his way, like he was like on his way out of the company. Like he was his last three months of the company. And he's like, here's my card, here's the thing, go off to this thing. Like that whole story of him recommending to go there, it's like there's something endearing about that, that they'll obviously, you know, you've got to be thankful for it. And it's just like, yeah, like would Jay White versus uh, Prince Devitt be a dream match of all dream matches in terms of the story of the, the fucking full circle? Yes. Mm. If it happens at fucking extreme rules, am I going to be incredibly sad? Yes. You know, like, but that's, <laughs> like, that's the thing of like what you just, you just have to accept that part of what it is in pro wrestling in this sense and it's a frustrating part but i like the thinking of how we've come to rationalize new japan as being the stage in which i like to see my pro wrestling be conducted you know like yeah, yeah. and they can go off and do that and that's cool and everything but i don't i don't want to have i don't have to go and see them in those spaces because i don't nah, need because i don't want to see i don't want to see watered down jay yeah, and that's and it could be great relative to yeah. what it is, but it's like it's not. It will never be what it was, and that's okay. But I don't have to see that if I get, you know, if they say, "All right, well, we're going to push Finley," like, okay, like let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. I mean, to, I mean, too, you know, about it's like 
you see Devitt when he was doing Bullet Club stuff yeah. back then. And, you know, that I watched that. He's what got me into NXT was when he went there and he was doing the full thing there. Mm. And that was awesome. That was very different. Um, but they're completely different presentations. Oh, they're so different. Yeah. He was like, I don't think I would... I kind of wonder, and this is something I've been thinking about for a little bit. I kind of wonder what would the experience be like? And I kind of think of this a lot of respects, like because in New Japan Pro Wrestling fans, this is someone do a um, do a action movie Hall of Fame, like since the 2000s or whatever. They're doing like an action hero Hall of Fame. And I heard a description of Shay Serrano who was talking about it. And he said, he talked about the raid and he said about the raid. And this is what I really liked about from uh, equating it was he was like, the raid is like the movie you reference when you're trying to put out your action here, like action film credentials in terms of like, you people like, oh, this, 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 and like, but have you seen the raid or like the kitchen fight in the raid too? And it's like mm. that, it's like that reference that shows like, oh, the, oh, like you're my friend. Like, oh, I get, I get your sensibility. And not only that, I get what you look for. And I get that you're looking for the alternative. Like all of those things go off that. Yeah, for me, it's old boy. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like that kind of like this is a presentation of this is something that I say and it someone looks at you funny or if that you, they're like, oh, I haven't seen that. It's like, okay, cool. It's just a different thing. But if someone goes, yeah, I've seen that. Now you're, you're like, we just became best friends. It's mm. that kind of relatable thing. I'm fascinated when people talk about pro wrestling, in particular, like this whole war debate or whatever. Like people know of that Finn Balor had a career prior to that, right? They know of that because it's talked about, but I don't think they've like, actually, like I, I want to know the, the, the Venn diagram of people that have actually seen any of it, like yeah, any yeah. part of it. And I wonder in their heart of hearts, because I think that there's, he's cool on his own presentation. He can get himself over, but if you have a investment in him, when he was doing all the fucking comic book character stuff, he's doing Carnage and he's doing fucking Punisher and Joker and all that. I mean, that was fucking awesome. And my, but my favorite part of him was the fucking, just the, the prick of a like arrogant. Oh yeah. All the backstage. The backstage stuff. I'm just like, picking the bully. people, and Yeah. Such a bully. Yeah. Such a bully, but effortlessly cool. No one swore better than Prince Devon. Oh, he was straight out of Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. No, like no one had that command of just like, like, I mean, every, like it's a meme, but like everyone knows Captain New Japan. Who the fuck is that? Like, yeah. like the, it's this disdain he had and this aura that he had. And he was like sponsored by like um, the Armani Exchange. It's like, I'd never seen any wrestler that had all of these random, like, what the fuck is this guy? Mm. And he was effortlessly cool and the presentation was cool. And Bullet Club has been literally riding off of that essence yeah, since the get-go. Good. Like the yeah. the the fucking the real rock and roller. Like and like the music, it like it was just it was just fucking cool. Like it just was. And yeah, you look at it now and he has residuals. Like you just like I will look at him now and like he'll always be that guy. <laughs> he'll just always yeah. be Devitt. It's like, oh yeah, that guy, he's so cool. He's, and he's a lovable guy, which is what's great about oh, yeah. him. He's like the oh, nicest yeah. guy he's... ever. Absolutely. But the the 
the framing of it is I just honestly, and I, and maybe it's just me and maybe I'm delusional, but I just feel like someone is watching this presentation of, of Finn Balor. And I'm like, just watch this thing. Are you, are you going to tell me that you prefer this over that? Because if yeah. you do, that's fine. But we are watch when we talk wrestling, we're talking yeah. two very different things. Yeah. And that is okay. But that is the reality of the situation. And it doesn't come clearer than when you see the characters in different contexts. Yeah. And that's the fear of like a Jay going to the Fed is yeah. I mean, you get you'll get a you'll get a version of this Jay, but yeah. it won't be unfiltered. It'd be more the AEW version where he's not allowed to swear, and it'd be like you know, it's the same same with the Mox. It'd yeah. be more like the watered down Mox version that you get on AEW, just a little bit, but more comparatively. And yeah. but it feels to me, Dave, like there's something about there's something about the psychology that I think is really interesting. Is when WWE recruits someone, they are recruiting with them the it's like secondhand cool. <laughs> like it's this sense of like inherited, like we see it like, so someone can so, say, I'm a fan of. Like, like AJ's, AJ and the Good Brothers are doing fucking too sweet. Yeah, the yeah. coolest shit we did was fucking 10 years ago in a different company. But, but people get to feel like they're adopting their legacy. So yeah. when they come in, they get ownership over the experience of their history without having to do any of the hard yeah. work of actually watching it watching it yeah and so there's this thing of and that's the shit that annoys the absolute fuck out of people that watching them in that other context because it's like oh great like you've now like oh i'm a big fan of this guy and it's like you don't want to be the fucking guy but you have to you feel like you're the guy was like have you heard their early stuff you know like that yeah, one. like yeah. i'm a fan yeah, of their yeah. early stuff well i mean i kind of had to do that too because my first some of my first experiences with Nak- with nakamura were were through nxt like mm. i was watching a lot then and i had to like go back yeah and check out new japan stuff because i wanted to see where this dude did sort of come from I'd watch a match or two here or there, and you're like, "Oh, you got to check out this shit." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, well, you won't." I'll yeah, I was like, "You won't believe it." It's like it's like this, but it's so and and that's the part where it's cool. It's like that's the discovery that makes sense. But the frustrating part about it is it just can never be like. It's like mm. when you get to see them, you go back. It's like that's why I think people don't want to go back and look at it because it's like by comparison, it just feels a little tame. It's like, and that's not to say it's like when like Eddie Murphy did that kids run move like he just started yeah. making a movie for kids oh, it's like no it's like we've seen it through wrestling history it's like when vader went to the fed yeah it wasn't fucking just Japan a fat vader. piece of it shit wasn't wcw vader he were like got that little run with michaels and then everyone thought he was <laughs> even him the poor bastard yeah like and, and that... literally him and yokozuna running off to eat in the middle of the night <laughs> on cat camp like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the poor bargains, right? Like that was, it was such a sad state, but we see, we've seen it historically. And I'm just yeah. at the point now where I'm like, I'm not here to say like, I'm not here to say like, I don't, I just, I'm not going to watch it. And that's just the reality. It's like, I'm not, yeah. because, and so when I see these first movements, like today's a crazy day, it's a crazy situation, but it's a, it's a position where you just say, 
cool good good that's that one's not an issue really like i'm like you probably suit over there at the moment like you're probably suited for that style and probably where you want to be and that's fine i always thought it was a kind of an odd fit with the good brothers the way they were being presented as kind of like the jokes versus what switchblade was trying to do but in any case i'm like i would be it's and that's what i'm saying it's almost like a feeling of loss where it's like you're losing potential where it's like jonah is going to go there good for him on but the loss of potential of what you could be like I, jonah tweeted out thanking new japan for reigniting his love with pro wrestling it's like yeah yeah it's like that's what it's doing for that guy it's like it's revealing to him what he can be and he's still got so much more to give and it's like okay well when do i cash in basically like when do i cash my chips in and it's like back yourself keep backing yourself because you you could craft something that will be truly memorable and then you can go off and do something late stage and you can make the money if you really want to do that i really believe the money will be there for guys that get themselves over at this level like it's going to be there it's just mm. whether or not you're happy in the space you're you're in and i just think that yeah watching that show was like um it was the first sign of where it was like it's classic new japan during the pandemic i thought it was a really fun exciting newsworthy show and then it's immediately undercut by the next day of like oh WWE raw what's happening here and it's become this like chaotic scene of like new japan's talents moving what's going on and it become new japan is a footnote to what the people in the west are actually interested in following so that's the part that frustrates me in the way it's positioned it's not positioned as a yeah. third thing it's positioned as that place over there that will feed us our best talent. And wouldn't it be great if we could see these guys wrestle or these guys? It's like, no, it wouldn't. Where, where are they going to wrestle? Like, what's going to happen? Because if it's going to be over there, it's not going to be anything like it's going to work. It's like, it's a very, this is a very specific reference, but it's like if rugby league and rugby union played a game, they're complete. They have, they, they both play in a hundred meter fields. They both have a ball that looks the same, but they're completely different sports. And to try to compare them is, <laughs> I use the same the same reference with my job all the time. People are like, oh, do you cut women's hair? I'm like, barbering and hairdressing is a bit like football and cricket. Played on the same field, completely different sports. Yeah. They don't, they're two different, completely different things. And that's okay. And that's the point I've always tried to get across. Anyone that wants to that, that tells me all wrestling is good, all this thing is this, all that stuff. Okay, cool, that's fine but I can't watch every genre of film. I can't engage every sport. Like there is yeah. diversity and that's okay. And choice is allowed. You're allowed to make choices. It's important. You, you're allowed to have your preferences and you're allowed to pick. It's just, it's so funny watching one athlete try to go across to another space. And that's what it's getting to the point of being. Like it's legitimately learning a certain way and fitting that thing. And some guys can and some guys can't. And I just think if you prove you can make it in New Japan, to me, it's like, and until you've just you got nothing left to prove, I just think you keep trying to build something because you never know what could, could happen. And I just feel like, yeah, I, just just for fans out there, just prepare yourself for your favorite to get pinched. It's going to happen. It's it's happened. Like I mean, my early favorites, you know, Kashida, Nakamura, Devitt, uh, AJ, all all gone at at one stage or another, and that's okay because out of that came kenny and naito you know in that first push like that's where they those two came from straight out of that of that that first big push kenny took aj's spot and naito took the 
We're I likely to what? see something come from the other side as well that might surprise us as well, like a, like Cody or whatever. It goes it goes both ways. Yeah, but there will be a pillage. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare for the pillaging because that would that's what today felt like to me because I was like. You could have you could have told me anything last night, Dave. I was so euphoric. I just enjoyed a pro wrestling, New Japan pro wrestling show, and it was like, then it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Now we've got to deal with this shit today. Like just in the discuss, the discourse being like immediately sidetracked to. Can you imagine the dream matches? Like people just tweeting out Jay White's name, just like, ooh, I'm edgy. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. great. It's like, and then you got to put up the poor New Japan fans that are trying to like not get too negative and down of like the, the first raid and the AW raid. Like, let's tell it like it is like AW when they split, like, and they started, like they, they pretend, like I understand the, the narrative and they sort of told this history of like, we wanted to start a relationship, but you announce, you announce your company out the front of the Tokyo dome, like on yeah. YouTube, like at what point did you think maybe the fucking company that you currently employing is going to be pissed about that? You know, like, Maybe that was not a great, you know, and that Tony Khan didn't fly. He wasn't in Japan. He wasn't able to have those discussions. So it's like, how did, what did you think was going to happen? And then they took some top line talent from every mm-hmm. level. Like they basically took, including taking guys like Trent, who had had a, had a agreement with Gato, had literally mm-hmm. agreed to a deal and reneged on it to go. Like that's what happened at the time. And we can all say, yeah, that's lovely. Because ultimately, I understand where the people that are speaking are speaking from. They're speaking from the position of we got what we wanted in the product that we wanted in the way that we want it delivered with the AW product, the way that we see it. So why should we care? Like we got what we wanted. And my argument is just, we should care that that wrestling companies, no matter what color they are in terms of their brand, are yeah. hoarding talent. We just should be concerned about wrestling companies signing up guys. At the end of the day, you look at all those talent all that talent that's been taken from New Japan. And this just goes back to what I said before. I think New Japan will be fine. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not, I I'm not saying the world is coming in. No, no, no. I know. I, know. But I trust in their, their system so much that regardless of who goes, there's some just aren't going to go. Okada's not going. No. Naito's not going. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming guys like Hiromu aren't going and that, <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. But, you know, some will. Uh, and if they go, you know, chase the bag, whatever, good luck to you. I won't be watching. Mm. But, um, you know, put the belt on Taichi. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's funny because off the back of, like, his thing, we've been doing these very, I would say, eclectic shows that we've been doing the last <laughs> six weeks or so post-G1. And there's very, like, we've almost been experimenting a bit, haven't we, in terms of, like, what a pro wrestling podcast can be and yeah. what what we think, um, you know, because it's not so much, I wouldn't even say, Dave, it's necessarily that we're trying to be different or we're trying to find a niche or we're trying. We're just, I think we're just doing what we would normally otherwise do in this sense like we're catching up for a chat about the talk about the thing that we like i mean we had this discussion i'm not going to go to this tangent but we did like we're on we're always on uh you know 
uh, text messages or chat or whatever and group chats and stuff, you know, and like talking about trying to understand and rationalize and deconstruct, you know, film or whatever, you know, <laughs> I'm not opening up licorice pizza door, but I'm just saying <laughs> it was in that space, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not opening that door. Don't worry. But, <laughs> um, but I, but the idea of that is something that's really integral to like building. I think, you know, that the discussion around the thing is, is just as sort of, I get as much, you know, enjoyment and interest out of that as I do the actual engagement with the thing. Like it's a, yeah, yeah. you're building exactly. something beyond just the, your relationship with the, the media you consume. It's the relationships you build through it, all that sort of stuff, which is why the podcast, the Twitter account, all that stuff was sort of, we always sort of see it as like a symbiosis. Like it's really important because it allows us to be able to expand the discussion and that's really cool. And that's, we genuinely look for that. So we, we sort of are looking at areas that we find interesting to just see if other people find those things interesting as a way to better engage us into what we like. Like it helps us further engage. Like, oh, I didn't even think of that, which is really cool. And I mean, obviously last week's show was its own um, particular thing. And, you know, we sort of, it was us talking about trying to find the, the tethers that we would connect to to Anoki and those sorts of things. But I do feel like we had a couple of weeks where we have been like exploring an idea, you know, and like working on a particular concept, like trying to build a concept and, and not that we're trying to, it's just, we keep referring back to it. Like we always go back, like the your tour thing came up and it just keeps, yeah, we just keep yeah. sort of like finding our way back to it. Cause it like helps us figure out a thing. And then it's like, Oh, now that's a bit of a, pillar for how we can a foundational element i was like that's interesting and then it's like and well now what's funny is like oh now there's like actual pro wrestling happening like an actual new japan pro wrestling show is actually occurring and it's like oh that's interesting like that's that's an interesting development you know like oh we can actually talk about the pro wrestling and, and not only that it felt like it felt like this declaration of power show was almost designed in a lab for the type of discourse that we would do where it's like, there's a lot of things happening. It was like chaotic, good energy, just throwing a lot of shit and progressing. It was like a story driven show, like an incredibly story driven show of a lot of things. Which happening. in the past we talked about King of Pro Wrestling being. Mm. So I feel like they've just done, it seems to be the, the show at the point of the year when they want to bounce a lot of stories or project a lot of stories. Dome season. Do, do, the dome season. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the official kind of kickoff of the, in a lot of respects, the undercard stories, because the G1 is kind of like the main story. No one ever really believes that there's going to be a, a switch up to the main event. Obviously the last couple of years have done that, but for the yep. most part, it's like G1 winner and then, you know, customary defense of the stuff, customary defense of the title, but we're getting to the main event. But everything else around it is is interesting and intriguing. And it was like this year was like, yeah, we're back to that thing. Like you get, like it just seemed like it just kept going. Like it just kept going and going. Like Ren Narita's back and he's the son of Strong Style and he's got his own music and he's basically got the Shibata or Suzuki or the shooter boots and with his name on it and he's got the look and he's, He's proclaiming that New Japan's fucked and he's here to fix it. And then 
you're like, okay, great. You got like the undercard tags of like Jeff Cobb calling out FTR, calling them cowards. That where are they? Comparing him to Carmen San Diego. So he's a, we realize that Jeff Cobb really is an old man and he just he's got you know tremendous skin. But like the so you got that sort of storyline coming. It's like, okay, cool. It's the F that that'll be great. The Hoss boys are coming for FTR. This is awesome. It ties it all the way back. Okay, so that part's happening. You know, you got you've got these like weird techers f uh tmdk little interplay it's like they're, they're heating up the techers again for tag league and they're sort of really hyping tag league and then you got obviously you've got osprey and naito renewing their rivalry and naito like it's basically this whole story is the ic belt reincarnated you know like the u.s title becoming that thing and then and Osprey talking about how frustrated he was about Naito killing the title because he viewed the IC belt as the workhorse belt. And that that yeah. was the belt that it is himself. Yeah. That's what he considers himself the workhorse and that he killed that and you fucking killed it because you, what, cause you had some shitty relationship with it and you killed my hope. So now I'm going to transform this into it and I'm going to defeat you to prove that. And, and Naito showing he, he went back to good old fashioned Naito, grabbed the belt and fucking tossed it. And it's yeah. like, like that's <laughs> that's that's the thing of like, yeah, okay, so we got that, and then we're like, all right, and then fucking we got a wild Teton sighting, like he just comes fucking flying out of the crowd and starts, yeah, just goes, I'm joining Lij, yeah. yes, I, I'm showing initiative, and then and in the backstage, like in Hiromi, like he showed a lot of initiative. It's like if it's like uh, if Dragon Lee hears that, he's just getting on a plane and fucking hopping the rail and just asking <laughs> to be in the group like it's but it's like good for Teton. like how big is that oh, for Teton? Awesome. like awesome for Teton, he's yeah. taken he's clearly taken dragon league spot like it's not even a discussion at this point the poor bastard you know whatever the rumors are as to why he ended up not getting booked there anymore but to some extent Teton's Teton's in a good spot for it because he's kind of an unknown in that respect like he's got his own clear um identity in cmll when he's a top guy there but he comes to new japan he comes into lij it allows hiromu to focus entirely on the singles and yeah. he gets to be like the masked pair of him and bushi it's, it's got an interesting flavor and titan's a fucking lunatic so he'll yeah, get yeah. on i like i like that addition i think he's yeah. a good fit for them because he is a lunatic. i saw a lot of people critique it dave and say like oh you know, it's very awkward. I'm like, it's fucking Lij. Awkward is their middle name. Like, yeah, um, and and it's New Japan to an extent too with that yeah. sort of shit. It's always a little clunky, mm. and and also, it's fucking Titan, a Mexican in Japan, <laughs> <laughs> and sort of like knowing that he's probably trying to get across to a Western audience as well. And he was probably fucking nervous as fuck. I'm glad he was wearing three masks because he was probably like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what was great about it was like, there's nothing better than when a masked man unmasks himself to reveal his mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I reckon that what a great tag team, the masked boys. Yeah. How many masks will they wear this week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the hat on hat on hat kings. Like, yeah, the, the mask budget in LIJ is going through the fucking roof. Yeah. But, uh, but like I, I follow him on Instagram too, and he's always showing up. He's got fucking great masks. He's yeah. always showing up these cool masks. So. What I found interesting, Dave, is when that original that that over mask it had a very La Sombra design. So I was like, that was an interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, that's interesting. Um, but it was it was this thing of like 
okay so now tea time's drawn lij okay wow intermission yeah. oh fuck me dead like jesus you go on the twitter trying to find that come back to the table on in the fucking middle of the ring okay that looks like that, that's a belt shaped thing or maybe they're going to unveil the the women's belt awesome this will be great uh no it's a new division uh what uh uh, yeah there's going to be a brand new division it's like we need another belt okay uh, <laughs> uh okay um it's about tv asahi so the gift belt is here and i was like then they explain what it is now this is an interesting point david i think we, we this is our first real pause in here like granted you know we could talk about titan but i think that'll play itself out i'm looking forward to it during tag league and we'll have plenty to say about the titan edition i would say yeah well, i mean i had him through best of super juniors he was a great follow i think yeah. he'll be he'll at least add some interest to a bushy tag <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 it'll add some interest to lij and the dynamics because he's the first yeah. like lij member that's not japanese so it's like okay yeah. um but it 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 further seals those bonds with cmll i think so that i think that's a real tag a key focus for them um, and from the talk of it, I think uh, Titan, I don't know if if he's signed to go to New Japan full-time, but it feels like he's going to be working New Japan a lot. That seems mm. to be what they're suggesting. Um, so good for him. Um, and that's the point we sort of say, like people might go, oh, New Japan should be like what the other guys are. Announce the big name, get the big guy in. No, no. Oh, fuck. Get, t- reveal Titan yeah. and build Titan. That's yeah. That's- like build him like what we saw with Francesco Akira. Like he he came out like a wet fart, and that's that, you know like lightning a little lighter and shit. But he's gonna be fucking great, and we can see it. It's it's his improvements evident. Like yeah, I mean, not everyone has to be a fucking first round draft pick. Fuck me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like get those guys, you know, like get those guys in the late late stages and identify talent and think this guy's going to be good and shit we'll put him in there with this team that's lunatics and like he'll just fit it'll it, it as soon as they sat there together it's like well he fits yeah if, of course you're like yeah yeah that dude's ungovernable he's a fucking lunatic he'll fit perfectly yeah, yeah. and like his whole logic of i just came out and told him i'm in your group is the most ungovernable thing i'm in yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here. I came here. I beat everyone up. So, like, you're going to let me go in or not? Like, I hope you get the win. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. Let me in. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let me in. Um, I wore all black. I wore a suit. Like, come here. Like, come on. I know the look. <laughs> um, and so that was, you know, that was obviously great. And so, something to follow. And for, like I said, that's exciting. It's fresh. It's different. It's propulsive. It, it, it creates intrigue, which is interesting. It's, and it's not, it's, it's, as we, you know, it, it freshens up that that roster so cool not predictable in any way no no no. honestly if someone said to you before the show titan's going to join lij tonight what okay um that's an interesting take like if i'd seen that on like some like spoiler thing or someone had like hinted at it like it's the type of thing that someone tweets out and people think that someone's fucking joking like that's that yeah, didn't because happen. i immediately sent you a message going do you know who this is <laughs> and you're like yeah no. Fuck. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. This is like totally out of nowhere. But we knew, we knew. Isn't it interesting, Dave? We both picked him based on his gait. Like we just knew. We're like that looks like Teton. That was like. Yeah, I'm like that looks like Teton. Yeah. Yeah, and then I saw the scar when he's little. They're like, oh, that's definitely Teton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But the idea of so it was like cool. That was that was cool. Um. But now we get to what I would say is the main event of social media for New Japan Pro Wrestling for maybe this year. But like a discussion point that brought a lot of stuff. And we got Karen Murray at Karen Murray. Karen watches wrestling, who asks us, 
at this moment, post in a mission, the table set up, the, the red cape there, the, the president's there, TV Asahi's there, and we get the new title. And Karen asks, thoughts on the new title and how it may affect the other titles that seem to get forgotten about? <laughs> Which is a perfectly framed question. Um, maybe the never title's gone the way of the dodo at this point. Maybe, you know, to be soon to be defended on 205 Live. I don't know. Where is it going to be? Maybe be in the bin on WWE. <laughs> yes. This is what I think about it. Yes. Um, but, and to be honest, I'd be that'd be I'd be okay with that because I'm not. <laughs> okay. In addition to Karen's question, we also have, um, and a probably good way to tie them all together. Sort of Karen sort of framing this, but Dr. Gary P. Mariner at Dr. Gary Mariner on Twitter. Doctor is back, uh, asking who's our picks for the first ever TV champ, and uh, Miss Doom uh, at Miss Doom, Miss J Doom also noted. Uh, that she is betting on uh, Ren being the inaugural TV champ, but who do we see with the belt? Uh, so, yeah, questions around the new uh, NJPW World TV Championship. So I, I have thoughts on this one. I do have thoughts on this one because I immediately was pushing against the tide. Both you and I, Dave, in our group chat were heavily in favor. Like we're straight yeah. on board, like this is great. We were like, yep, yep. Every time they announced something, we were like, yep, that sounds good. That that sounds like a good thing. All of these things sound like good things. That sounds like the high-speed title at stardom. Yes, this sounds great. Uh, I then, obviously, from talking to you, then go to Twitter and see people being like, oh, another belt. I knew it would be exactly the opposite yeah. of that. I knew that. And I knew the criticism is another belt. It's like this, pl- this place has too many titles to begin with. Like, that's a fair critique. I also heard someone say, Oh, they don't ever take away titles. Meanwhile, when they did take away a title, the IC title, yeah. everyone complained about that. Like it was yeah, immediately, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So not that one. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, are these people just anti-never? Is this is what we found? Like the entire yeah. wrestling Twitter community is just anti-never. Well, lucky, lucky they didn't make it the TV never belt. Imagine that, like the never TV belt. <laughs> Maybe maybe that 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 sounds like an yeah. AEW title. Never to be TV belt. It's never on TV. <laughs> yeah, that's the AEW belt. That's Lance Archer's the current champ. The uh, but like, I do think, um, I do think that they're. I I can hear those criticisms. I get them. I do. But then I start thinking about the ecosystem, like the 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 system that's built in New Japan. I do think the never is somewhat superfluous. I will agree with that. If it went back to what it was in terms of the str- like the strong style belt, like the Ishii belt, the Shibata belt, you know that kind of thing, it could have its own identity, and that's what we sort of crave with belts: is identity. Never belt always feels more important when someone uh, someone valid has it and makes it valid by association. Even- even I, I would tend to agree, but even this year when Tana had it, it didn't feel, it just felt like, oh, they're just cycling Tana down and he just needs something. But it's like when someone has a distinct, they bring something to it where they actually have like a philosophy, like this is what we're going to do with the Neverbell. Like this is what mm-hmm. we're going to do with it. I always liked that. Like what we're seeing with Will with the US belt, where he's like, this is going to be the workhorse belt and it's going to represent that. Yeah, part of the problem too is it's like a hot potato belt. It fucking swaps hands all the time. Yeah. So I never really get a chance to be to have an identity attached to it. 
Yeah. Because it jumps around so much. Yeah. And it, and it's a perfect example of what it was initially designed for as a, like the, the, the belt for the small shows and for the up and comers guys. It just immediately stopped being that and started being like Masada Tanaka was the first champ and he sort of crafted it in his image from that beginning. It was like hard, tough boys and it sort of built from that and that was cool and everyone was happy when it was just that because it's like okay well it's not what they said it was going to be but it became something else and it's never as fuck and that's great and we like that and then it sort of lost that along the way but now it's like if you're going to tell me like if you come in and you say okay here's a new belt now granted belt design is always going to be a discussion i get it mm. it's always going to be a discussion people are always going to have their feedback I got what they were trying to do. I was like, I think they're trying to make like a 16 by nine belt. I think they're trying to make like a fucking TV belt, yeah. like a literal. It's like a TV. It doesn't like TV. TV. Yeah. Um, I like the Casio belt. Yeah. The Casio belt is, it's, but it's got an identity. That's what I said. Yeah. It's unique. I reckon it'll look cool on someone too. I, I agree. Like, and it, I reckon that belt will look shit hot on Uramura. Oh, to be honest. Everything would look shit hot on Uemura, including me. <laughs> so, like, at this point, uh, but yeah, it would, man. Like, but that, but doesn't that give people the excitement when they say a thing like, "We know two or three months ago they talked about we want to give a youth movement, we want to push that, right?" Yeah, and that doesn't just mean push all the the young guys because the key about that point is. You can't just have the belt be just for the young guys because it doesn't give it a prestige enough. It needs to be young guys and established guys fighting for the thing. That's, to me, the way to do it, not just have it be the under-25s belt or the under-30s belt or something like that. Don't, I don't want that thing because it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily get it all the way across. But when you combine with pushing the youth movement with a 15-minute time limit, yeah, now you're starting to talk something because it felt to me like... New Japan has been just sitting back listening to the criticisms of like all of the work ratings and all the people being like, oh, you know, New Japan's boring formulaic style. It's like, well, we joked about it when Shingo and El Fantasma are wrestling. I'm like, what if they just did a high-speed match? It's like, well, New Japan's going to bring a high-speed division in where their style has got to be faster. You've got to work quicker. And that's going to mean it's going to be the fucking banger factory. It just is. It's yeah. going to put on yeah. these, you just put it, it's going to be the best opening match of every card. Uh, every big yeah. card has the TV belt as the opening match. Like, let's get, let's fucking get in. It's just going to be a sprint. Like, and I've seen the the first matchups, Dave. You want to know the the, the first yeah, round of the? Isn't it? It's going to be a tournament, and they're starting yeah, this me, Friday. Is uh, in it? Because he's injured still, isn't he? He's still injured. He's still injured. And he and he tweeted out, "This is my shit." Like yeah, this is he's my, like belt. yeah yeah he's He'd like this great. is so my shit and isn't it so his shit like yeah kind of an open weight title that we're not exactly sure of like like what it is but listen if you listen to the actual the the list of the matchup so so it's all going to culminate at Wrestle Kingdom but it's going to have the tournament during this Battle Autumn tour that they're doing and it's going to the Osaka Battle Autumn show or whatever which is the Naito Osprey show will also feature the semi-finals of this tournament awesome. so the tournament is as follows this is the actual matchup so it's the first round is going to be great okan versus toriyanu so what? jesus so i would not have even picked them to be in it either of them yes you're not you're not, you're not going to pick half of these guys dave okay 
the fucking the fucking get in and take all my money and get around it. I don't know when this is, but I'm carving out time. Tomohiro Ishii versus Ren Narita. Oh, awesome. Like give the Ren gonna, push. Ren, yeah, I was gonna say they're gonna put this belt on Ren, aren't they? Yeah, it's like yeah. holy shit. Uh Kenta versus Goto. <laughs> High speed Kenta is gonna be something else. Just do not put the belt on Goto, please. Yeah, no. it will end up in the fucking never doom. What we've been waiting for, they've been talking about Tai Chi versus Sonata. Hey, awesome! So they're they're, they're fifteen minutes. These boys, yeah. they might the first seven will be a peck off. Yeah, peck pop and fucking seven minute peck pop. The the everyone's scared, Dave. Everyone's concerned because uh, the next match is Evil versus Hanare. Wow. Okay. Yes, I know. Yeah, but I think this is Hanare's like this. Like, I feel like the booking might reflect the idea that they're trying to go here because they've got like an inbuilt out where it's like the fifteen minute time limit means guys can't wrestle the methodical style they would normally wrestle. Yeah. So it sort of sets it up. Then Jeff Cobb versus Yoshihashi. Yeah. So then Zack Saber Jr. versus Alex Zane. Okay. The source is back. Yeah. And then Kenamaru versus Finley. Okay. So to me, I see Finley, who I think is the low key high speed guy. I think he might be the he might, he might be the fastest guy in New Japan. So he he to me is perfect for this position. Yeah. But like and Kenamaru is just there, you know, because he's gonna be it'll be great. But this idea of this open weight kind of role. Mm. And I'm like looking at the brackets. I'm like, okay, where's this leading? <laughs> like, I'm like, I have, I feel like, I feel like Ren is the guy. Like, just are we, are we, is that the brackets playing out like it could be Finley Ren? They're on opposite sides of the draw. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. At Wrestle Kingdom, that'd be interesting. Uh, it, like, in, they're also in their Ren's first match back was with Finley. So that's interesting. But like, you just wonder, like, a lot of the criticisms, like, here's the thing. This is the thing that I think is going to be interesting is people are going to be like, oh, we wanted fresh guys in that tournament. But here's the thing what I like about the belt and what it says is because the belt has an identity, because it has, a like, a fixed system, they're going to have to be different. Like, you're going to have to wrestle different. Like, Sonata is going to have to be urgent. Yeah. And, like, if ever, we'll have been, like, waiting for something for Sonata. It's like, give him a 15-minute time limit and make him fit to it. Yeah, like, it's basically wrestle TV matches. So who can wrestle the most exciting TV match? And everyone's going to get opportunities to do it. It's going to be, I think, it's going to be a breath of fresh air. Now, will it? Should we have the never six match? Have the like we can have all these belts, and they don't really like it doesn't really matter until the right guy gets it with the right story. You know, like it's always the way. Yeah, this one is a situation where, but I feel that this one is different because this one has, this one doesn't require the pro the wrestler that takes the belt to give it, it its identity. Yeah, it, it already yeah. has it. It's like established, yeah. and that part of it is the thing that makes me the most excited. Like when I said a tweet out of me, like I don't care about people saying extra belts. Give me something that looks unique, that has a unique system and a, un- a unique set of like rules or, or principles, and I know what I'm getting. Like I know what it's going to be. Yeah, and it creates a whole. It could create what's going to really a whole different 
style within the new Japan landscape of wrestling. So you never know who will excel, who might come along, who becomes like excels in that one style. Yep. And that could be a story of its own. Like, Oh, this guy is the, uh, the TV champ and he's so good quick, but can he, can he elevate himself to go up to, to 30 minutes to, uh, to an hour fight for the, the US title? Can he, yeah, can he can he do the long stretch match and maybe you know it could even be a thing like oh this he, he can beat Jay in fifteen minutes in that style. It's like playing like the idea of like playing chess on the clock, yeah, and not playing chess on the clock. Like guys on the clock can beat chess masters because it's on speed and you got to make the decision quicker. Well, it's it's like taking the best element of the G one, the time limit that can come into the G one where it's like. You got these two guys that, that like when you have the two guys that have wrestled 45 minutes, for instance, you know, and they're like, well, they've only got 30, so they have mm. to stay under 30. And it's like, well, that they always talk about well, it's going to wrestle a little bit differently, but it's still fucking 30 minutes. So it's yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But when it's 15 and and you're right, like you're gonna you're gonna cram a lot of shit in, in 15. Yeah. You got I mean, the last to. time when I watched Jay and Tama and they said 15 minutes, I thought they've been wrestling for fucking 45. <laughs> yeah. And that was, but that's the thing, like that's that main event style. And and we yeah. talk about it all the time where it's almost like, you know how we've been saying for a long time, Dave, where it's like, we're of the belief that New Japan has diverse approaches, diverse styles, depending on the wrestlers and what the stuff is. But people will judge it purely by the main event style. By introducing a belt with a very defined time limit and a very defined, it, it, it essentially subverts that understanding so people can say well oh new japan is just these 30 minute or like these 45 long matches like well actually there's a whole fucking division where it's 15 yeah. minute minute matches and they go like the clappers you know like it's it's interesting because you could have a guy like jeff cobb right who might just be like i gotta get the squash in mm. i just gotta grab this dude and squash him and like so he might create a whole new style out of going for this belt that he then implements into his regular style. Cobb's good thing could be, I don't have to worry about not draining the gas tank. Yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about going to deep waters. I'm the king of the shallow water. Yeah, yeah. I'm just fucking going full bore from the get-go. It changes the way guys work. It The fu- the function of the match, the structure, the, the construct of it adds the wrinkle for the wrestlers. Like I said, like I'm looking at, we've been looking at Tai Chi and Sonata dancing around each other for like two months right and i always thought it was just leading to tag league but we're actually going to get them wrestle and not only that these two weirdos are going to be in a situation where like they're going to be frenetic and we saw what taichi can do when he starts messing with the construction of pro wrestling when he's wrestling shingo in those weird like 21 matches and like like he would do it changed the whole feel i was like watching something completely different Mm. and it's like this is what this allows. And it's not something ridiculous. It's not super gimmicky. It makes perfect sense. It's a TV belt fought under shorter time rule time limits because of the constraint of TV. And not only that, because they want to showcase all of these matches are going to be free on YouTube. That's mm. their strategy of like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. open like that for people to see. So they're yeah. basically providing their own, like it to me is the best. So interesting. It's like, this is what we know people like in pro wrestling. They like this style. Like we've been criticized by the work rate because they hate this sort of whatever. Okay, well, what if we put all of our best wrestlers and we just put them in the style of wrestling you like and we can isolate them over here, we can build some stories off of it and we can set them up with our next young, our young crop, of gen, like the next gen of 
pro wrestling that we've really focused on, like a Finley who's being really focused on and a Ren who's being focused on now. And we can, we can give them showcases. And they've even said they're going to be defended in smaller markets. Like the idea is like, it's going to be a headlining belt in a, a small show. So it's going to be like the fluorescent light belt in, and mm. not like a death match sense in the f- sense that the fucking any, wherever they go to a badminton hall, the fucking TV belts coming out. And if I'm a fan, I want to see a TV title match because I know that I'm going, it's like, it is literally banger alert. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't need to, it's not about story in the sense of the match other than just this really cool, like action flick that we're going to watch, you know, popcorn. And you want to attract, like if you're new Japan, you've got the base, use the, Mm. use your undercard, use that spot to recruit new fans, bring new eyes. And to me, that's the way you do it. Um, so yeah, I think as a first belt for, as you said, Dave, as a first belt for guys come back on excursion too, like to test themselves because it's can be like I'm a champ of this, but you really haven't proven shit. Mm. You know, that's that idea of like, yeah, great, you're good in a 15 minute match, but the world title's gone for 60, bud. I and I like I like that idea. I like the idea of like being a being a champion in a certain style and then and then the the then the next story arc for a ren or a whoever is like can you go 60 mm. like you know what's he going to be like when he steps up or or steps across whatever however they position that belt but yeah i think that's all that's all fun it's a different it's just different it's cool it's i think different that's, right fresh yeah i'm 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 excited about that idea i like the idea of it being on youtube too like it's yeah it just feels like a great way like i mean traditionalists i'm sure are gonna shoot on it oh yeah yeah (laughs) but like i think the the end of the day is like well this is an opportunity to take the 50 years and say we've had 50 years of this thing and we want to, and like they rationalized it from a marketing and PR standpoint really well. Like we've had this thing for 50 years, this relationship and we're, you know, whatever. And we're going to move it into a, a new phase where we're going to really focus on our, our youth and showcasing our, our style of pro wrestling is the diversity that we can offer. And I think that's a really clever way to do it because it's like connecting it to the past, but bring it to the future. New Japan, the, like the njpw world title is a great like play on words so it ties in nicely to their concept and they call it the tv title it's like perfect tv champs have his like i love tv champs in wcw yeah, tv I, champs were I love great the WCW title yeah yeah so like uh like Arn and like it was like uh, bobby eaton and like but it was always like these cool fun matches where you got interesting um you know like Jericho, you know, when he moved up yeah. from from the cruiserweight division, was like that was his first sort of look into that space. But the idea that it it has its in, like what I like about it is like the never belt had its identity as the strong style, you know, hard hitting belt because of the guys that had it, and that is some way it had a stylistic like Suzuki and and Ishi and Shibata, you know, those guys go to, and it was like cool but like that could translate to a main event quite easily like you can just bring you just you know shibata just go and start kicking your head in like and and then you get someone that isn't that well they don't have to abide by those rules like there's no like it wasn't like uwf rule belt it was just like okay well i'll just do whatever i want with this belt this one you don't have a choice 
Like you come in, you have to abide by that 15-minute stipulation and it will force guys to work faster. And that by definition means that you're going to get, it's going to make guys different. I just think that that position is heats better. And I think we can all, like, we don't have to scrap the never, but I just think it's like, I think I would be happy. I honestly, I've been saying this for a long time. Like, we have got New Japan Strong out there. Just mm. merge never and strong together and just never talk about never. I know never fans will be very upset because they'll lose that, but it's like never's not like Carl Anderson's a champ at the moment. Like, it's not, it's nothing. Like, it's a nothing belt. It's a nothing um, belt. The, uh, <laughs> what if you get a champion that strategy is, I'm just going to run for 15 minutes. <laughs> so they'll win by, win by DQ or win by draw. Draw. We can't win by DQ in New Japan. So like the idea is you have to win by double. So you double win by time double, limit. Ca- double time, like just the time limit going out. You never time limit draws. Time limit. You yeah. just run away from I mean, Yano's going to have, I mean, if, if the, that's worst case scenario, Yano champ, like that's really <laughs> where it's headed. Um, But I do think, you know, like, it's just it's going to come down to whoever they give the first title to and what they what stories they build out of it. But like you already mentioned, like Clark Connor's perfect, like perfect for that yeah. role because he can say I'm a bit power of a junior, but then the junior title is the same thing where it's like you might be the TV champ, but can you be the junior champ? Because can you go the extra? Can you extend buff fifteen minutes? And what's going to be great? is the first time they do that story is they get to like 20 minutes and it's like, it's a big thing. Like, oh, they're going 20 minutes. Oh, mm. look at him. He's starting to get tired. He hasn't been training at this. Le-. Like that's such a simple old fashioned story that just works every time. Yeah, yeah. He's been training that certain style. Yeah. It just works every time. And anyone that's like, that's caught up in the concern of like, oh, another belt. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a disappointment with another belt. But to me, Declaration of Power was like, declaration of identity for these belts was like okay i know what the u.s belt has the potential to be i know what they want to make it and if with osprey there that that is so the perfect position for it it's like what is the work he didn't say the work rate belt this is the like i'm going to give osprey like a little bit of credit for like coming out for clever inversion call it the work horse belt Mm. like the idea of the man who's carrying the company like carrying the vision of new japan in all of these places and doing the matches and getting over based on my matches that's the belt and it's like yeah that was the work rate belt but we just don't call it that we just call it the guy like the workhorse thing and it's like and now his fear is naito is going to come and take it and strip it of its identity like he did the ic belt and that's clever i like that so we so in one night we know what the u.s belt's meant to be it's mm. like, and and the thing about the workhorse is, if Mox comes and gets it, that doesn't change. Yeah, it's still the workhorse belt because that's Moxler's gimmick too. So I like that, and you know, Omega is going to be floating around at some point in the future, and it's like the work ratings will get all excited. Perfect, perfect spot for that belt. Can headline mm. shows when that world title is not at stake which is what the IC belt used to do. Well, now the US belt's getting that spot. It did a great number, sold out with him versus Finley. And I'm going to guess that Edion Arena will be sold out for Naito versus Osprey. Yeah. So great. And then we get this new belt. Awesome. New identity system makes sense. Okay. That's, to me, that's that's all I can ask for is belts that have a clear identity and we can we can tell stories that 
The belt can help us tell the story. That's all. Yeah. Rather than the belt just being a fucking prop, another stick. Exactly. Like the, <laughs> exactly. And that, I mean, you know, sticks can have, like, we got to see a stick measuring contest on the show. So that was nice touch to Okan showing he has the biggest stick in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But I think, you know, well, we all knew that. I think we all knew that. Yeah, I think we all knew that. But uh, Yoshihashi gets there with his with his attitude and he's, he's, he's a giving partner. I've been really fascinated, Dave, because I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are on the, the show as a whole because I heard, a, I heard a review this morning. I was listening to a review. I won't name the review, but I thought it was interesting. I was just, this was interesting. And they were like, you know, this was a New Japan show that had, uh, you know, like it's you know, probably not, a, they're like, probably not appointment viewing and you need to see it. But they're like, but if you know, if you got some time, maybe check out um, Akata versus Jonah. Uh, check out ELP versus Shingo. You probably want to watch Ren Narita's de- debut, which is pretty good. There's obviously the Lij angle, and then the main event, which is also pretty good. But you know, um, I don't know if I can recommend the show. And I was like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like you just named five things on the show. What is it? What is it that people have such an aversion? To like, it's like New Japan. We can't recommend a show unless we've got three five star matches, even though I've just told you five news and noteworthy things that are really exciting and really interesting and really different and really weird and kind of odd and a bit awkward, but they're all kind of like there's some, there's an energy yeah, about the them. Obsession with five star, with ratings. What's fascinating about it is that it's like it's New Japan has been categorized as that and it's not allowed to have any of the other stuff anymore it's like it's supposed to be wrestle kingdom every week Mm. like that's what it's supposed to be and i was just so interested by it because it's like it feels to me like well we get our fix with aw shenanigans now because like i don't know how much you're following there dave but what they're they're doing a story at the moment and this is the type of the type of critique that i just get frustrated with and i'm not that i'm you know salty but it just I'm sure fans out there listening probably see the same sort of thing. Like Pac is doing a gimmick where he's hitting people in the head of a hammer. <laughs> like, and he's winning his matches. He's doing great matches. And then he ends it by hitting the guy in the head of a hammer behind the ref's back, whatever, to, to win a match of a hammer. He's doing the show gimmick. Like he's doing mm-hmm. show. Like show has a wrench, Pac has a hammer. And, and I just don't see people like doing the, the the eye the taker eye rolls every time they're like oh you know it's just part of what they expect out of western pro wrestling presentation tv pro wrestling presentation like yeah great match but we can't have a clean finish we have to do whatever but then in the second match of an undercard on a fucking road to show shows out here doing a <laughs> wrench gimmick and it's the end of puro it's like oh yeah, yeah. Just, it's 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 like everyone is is stunned that that new japan would would go to these lows meanwhile meanwhile we're looking at clips of fucking anoki wrestling on a fucking island against (laughs) like back in the old days of the the halcyon days of new japan when it was you know just was really focused on the sport meanwhile there's a footage of him handcuffed to fucking punch him in the head like it just to me it's like this thing of we know like we know what you want stop trying to make new japan what you want Mm. it's as simple as that and yes this belt is this belt and 
it's going to be that thing. If you don't like it, that's okay. You can say, I don't want to watch those matches or whatever. But you can't, you can't have both. You can't say, well, I don't want New Japan to be like this. I want it to be like this. But it's, it's going to be what it's going to be. And you make a decision whether you want to watch it or not. I'm not saying to, to get rid of fair criticism. You can have criticism. But this, it, just seems, it just seems to me, Dave, that you're allowed the, the expectation and the bar that New Japan has obviously set in people's minds feels like it was a bar that they imagined like it doesn't feel yeah. like i've been watching the same time that they have and i can't remember like this idea i heard someone describe this as the house of torture era of new japan pro wrestling i'm like in, like like what <laughs> like the the house of torture era like someone said about ren narita i saw it on twitter i won't name it i just think it was just i think he's getting emotional about pro wrestling especially new japan he loves his style in new japan whatever but he's saying things like oh i love ren narita i love his presentation but how is he going to survive in the house of torture era it's like what <laughs> <laughs> like like what do, you, what do you say to that because it's like saying oh i love mox but how is Mox ever going to survive the trust busters era? Like they're an undercard comedy act. Yeah. Like it doesn't inform the rest of the show. They are, it's a variety show and they're one thing. It's, it's like Toro Yano has existed for a, over a decade. Yeah, exactly. Have you never seen a Yano match? Right. Yeah. Did you never watch Kenny, the rest of the show. Kenny, in, yeah. Kenny in the fucking tasseled tights? Mm. Like it's going to be okay. People, it's going to be fine. Like we're not like, but I just, it frustrates me about that criticism because it comes up all the time. It's like, oh man, if all you're spotting is what you find is wrong, then it's time to just stop watching. That's all I can ever say. If you just can't get past, oh, there's a ref bump or a thing, just stop watching. But what I get frustrated with is you stop watching and then you start watching AEW and you don't bring the same criticism to that sport. I'm saying, well, what are you judging wrestling on? What are you trying to, like, what are you trying mm -hmm. to say? Are you saying that New Japan can't do Western tropes? Because if they can't, then Gato's out of shit out of luck because the man has built his entire fucking booking philosophy around Western tropes. You know, like mm. New Japan has been the most Western pro wrestling of like the 80s. See, they've got a guy who has bum-based offense. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't have you can't have Naito in the bum-based offense era. <laughs> yeah, it's not allowed to. <laughs> it, oh, see, just yeah. thing, Dave, when when Naito did won the double dome dash, you know, and all the people were crying and had the greatest pop maybe in the history of pro wrestling. When that happened, all I could think of was those fucking red panties that that Taguchi was wearing. wearing. And I was just like, it just soured my experience. I was just like, if only they didn't have that, I wouldn't have been, I, like, I just couldn't invest. I just could not get all the way there because the funky weapon was just, it just was on my mind. Too you much, know? yeah. I just can't, see, that's the sort of stuff where it's just like, look, it's time to log off. Like, that's the that's my view of, like, at this point. And so I get, so when I see the criticism of the title, I can get, certain criticism i think it's just people not actually fucking thinking when they say shit you know yeah. they just got an idea in their head about i hate this house of torture thing and for some reason it's infecting my entire fucking mind about the thing that i like and i can't get over it because i don't like that aspect so i'm just going to say that that aspect is ruining the rest of it i don't get it but i understand that people might not be able to get over it but if you can't get over if you honestly if yeah. if the house Don't of torture are making it impossible for you to watch like 
Jonah versus Okada. You just can't get into that. Like, then yeah. I honestly, like, I'm just thinking, like, what? Like, okay, but don't, I guess, don't watch. But I, I just think that's it ties in with all these critiques around the belt. Where it's like, it's the Casio belt, which I think is great. I'll give, I'll give props. You know, we, we did mention it. Like, we 100% mentioned that as like, you, you said it immediately. Like, it looks like a watch, but I'll, I'll give credit to, um, yeah, Tegan Edwards on Twitter. Uh, at Silver X Cold, she's always good for interesting insights. And the Cassio was like, "Yeah, it looks like that." Yeah, she beat me with the vision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how to do fucking memes and shit on Twitter. So, so yeah, so Karen, I understand the where you're coming from in regards to the other titles to get forgotten about. Very true, but I feel like this has an inbuilt system that makes it less likely to be get forgotten about because it has some narrative function. I think it actually can be used to generate new and exciting uh, approaches with how they present their pro wrestlers. And it can give guys fresh coats of paint. Like you can just put a guy on the division and yeah, do different shit with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like when a junior goes up to heavy, like it's yeah. just a completely different presentation. It's all new and that, you know? Yeah. And it'll be a great way to see uh, some of those, see some open weight matches and how they wrestle against each other in a fucking tight time frame. That'll be cool. Yeah, and it might actually give the opportunity for juniors to upset heavies in a way that has an inbuilt, you know, like reason. reason. Like, yeah. oh, they, they, they just, the junior could go at a speed that the heavy couldn't go, and the junior could keep going and going and going. And the heavy was like, fucking hell, because the junior wasn't worried about getting tight. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're the little things that can, can, can be really cool wrinkles, you know? So yeah. I, I'm all for it. So, um, maybe we're on an island, but you know, Anoki was on an island once, so I think we're on a good island. Well, we live on a giant island, so I'm happy with that island. Um, I'm a fan of the belt, and I think it looks cool, and I like the concept of yes, the matches, yes. and I, I like the idea around the tournament, and I like the competitors, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. Fuck yes, Dave. Cassio Dave is in the house. It's all New Japan positivity for me <laughs> on the TV belt. Yeah, and I, and, and and listeners listeners at home know this that Dave on in the group chat was like it was all caps. He was very excited. It was almost like <laughs> oh yes, 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 this, yes, yeah, this. I'm for this. Yeah, yeah, and it was like that's cool. Um, well, I mean, like, it's like this, but the stardom belt, I mean, from all reports, I haven't seen any of it yet, but that speed belt is fucking rad, apparently, yeah. and lots of cool shit happens with that. And I was like, oh, if it's anything like that, then fuck yeah, I'm all for this. Yeah. And it feels like that's, to me, that's that's it. Learn from what works in other places. And it's like high speed title, we've got guys that can work that style. <laughs> it's Yeah. Even guys that on the and it'll be cool to see guys who on the surface look like they can't do it and then they might excel at it. You but know? think of the development of it too, Dave. Like if you've got a guy like Tai Chi, for instance, and I want Tai Chi to have the world, so it's like put him in that thing. But what it does, think about this: it prepares them for if they have to go and do an AW shot. That's a TV match. A lot of yeah, guys yeah. aren't used to that uh, format. I was thinking that myself actually, and like, oh, yeah, this sets them up perfectly if they go and do a little AEW tour. Yeah, because even if they're not the champion, oh, minute matches. But yeah. if they've wrestled a few fifteen-minute matches in in this division, then they know how to wrestle essentially a TV match. You know, yeah, and that's really good development. It's really good. Like that's why I think Sonata might be a low-key sneaky chance because mm-hmm. 
I think the only like everything we worry about Sonata is just like the man is just does he have a pulse? Yeah. It's like make it that he has to work fast. Like like the last five minutes when he wrestled Okada in that G one, it was like the greatest like it was the greatest Sonata would ever seen. He was like urgent, yeah. just do that. And he knows how to re- wrestle TV matches. You know, he was on TNA and he was doing that shit. Like so, I think he's a sneaky chance. And he's the perfect face for TV. So that would make sense as well. Um, put that man on YouTube. He'll get the views. But then I, and then we followed that announcement. We followed that announcement. With, we had uh, Wato, like out of nowhere. Like, yeah. Like, Wato fuck. Like, it was like, <laughs> what's happening here? Yeah. Uh, in the most Wato way possible, he gets the biggest win of his career and is immediately overshadowed by two much bigger stars coming out and taking yeah. the spotlight. Yeah, <laughs> for it too. Hiromi jumps in and rips the fucking mic out of his hand. I'm like, yeah. oh, Wato. But what's great, what I liked about it, Dave, was it was Hiromu did that, and then the real star of the division came out to fucking Just swing his weight around. Despy yeah. came and said, hang on now, I'm the one talking. And interestingly, Dave, interestingly, that has now been announced for Wrestle Kingdom, that four-way. It's going to be oh, at yeah, Wrestle King. Awesome. So Wato, thanks to Kashida's hand, foot, and mouth, has found his way into one <laughs> of the most loaded yeah. <laughs> fucking junior spots. Because obviously that was going to be the match. And holy shit, it was going to be Ishimori, Kashida, Despi, Hiromu, four-way. And everyone's like, oh, the four-way for the junior title. It's like, yeah, get it. But that's a staple of Wrestle Kingdom. The four way yeah. for the junior belt. That's like, uh, and they're always awesome. Those yeah. four way, they're always like the fucking the banger match. Yeah, and, and Wato, you can imagine Wato is gonna. He'll be like, okay, there's there's a high bar here. Yeah. I'm gonna wish, jump off it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. fucking Will Ospreay a few years back jumped off, jumped off it. <laughs> I gotta jump off something bigger. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming from the Titantron. Like, yeah, it's. Yeah. But that's the thing of like, and you're in there with the masters and you've got these like, and any and anybody like it's it's fresh because I have no idea what, I have no idea who takes it out of Wrestle Kingdom. I have no idea who's going to win that belt. So, and they've got a build for it. So we're going to have tag league to build for it. We're going to have a whole build towards it. Like that's, that's cool. We're going to be able yeah. to, to get to that. So that was nice. It was nice to see Wato got the spot. And that's again, another reason I'm big on what New Japan does because it's like, it would have been so easy to either bring in a foreigner or do like try to do something to make this their whatever. But it's like, no, nah, we've got a logic of our booking pattern. Kashida drops out of Hontai group. Who's the other junior in there that we think can get the spot? It's going to be Wato. Good for him. Mm. Biggest, biggest moment of his life. And I thought he was good in that match against Ishii. Yeah, I thought he was really good. And he introduced a new finish. I was like, he had a move. And his German suplex looks fucking ridiculously good. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, there's a couple of things from White Hope. Like, we didn't see that German like that. in the weird elevated German, wasn't it? It was fucking... Yeah, well, he did like a... He like... Threw him in the air almost. Threw him in the air and caught him and then brought him back down. Yeah. looks fucking dangerous. It looks scary. (laughs) (laughs) And now his finish is like a crucifix bomb where he just fucking swings you over the top. Yeah. Jesus. Don't let him do it to Hiromu. <laughs> Just keep Hiromu away from Mata. <laughs> no neck bumps, please, sir. But so that's cool, right? So I was like, oh, wow. So we have just gone like off the back of me thinking, I was still thinking about that Casio belt. I'm like, oh, 
And then we get Shingo versus ELP. I was mm. like, and then I was thinking, oh, this is like, you know, what is King of Pro Wrestling? Because like these guys can have a wrestling match with a, a silly stipulation, but it's, they're, <laughs> they're just going to have a wrestling match. Yeah. And as you were mentioning to me, Dave, you're saying it's like a, it's like a, um, a heavyweight coronation for LP. Like he's, LP, yeah. Like he's it's like he, affirming is... him as a, yeah, because there was lots of power stuff in that, in that match. Yeah. And it looked, looked heavier too. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, interesting. And he, he wasn't did. doing as much. Like when he, like when we lost Bray transitioned, when he now, when he does the big high fly shit, it has more impact because it's less often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it sounds, but it, you can tell he's a bit heavier because it sounds heavier. Yeah, like and, you know, and, he's, and he's, you know, in the past, she, when Shingo would shoulder block him, he'd go down or he'd axe bomber him, he'd go down, and now he's standing up to the heavyweight shots. And He even did the full, like, fire-up spot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's that's a good sign of progression for him. And and it was a good sign because he didn't, he didn't surrender his cool high spots. He's still doing his insane jump up on the top rope, stand there for about 18 seconds, and then jump off and then roll over there and then jump that way and then jump over the side and still doing back rakes as well, which I'm happy yeah, to see. Yeah. And the the ball <laughs> shot still it just took a while to get there, but it <laughs> how good is that? Yeah. But like yeah. and that's the thing where people are like I see people talking about all oh, the stipulation what it's like if you didn't enjoy that, that's okay. But for people that like those characters and understand those like those characters, like horny Shingo, like <laughs> Shingo's fucking horny. Like, we know what Shingo is. And ELP playing this role perfectly <laughs> as like and Shingo just loving that he's able to debase ELP, you know, like that tell me I'm your say I'm your daddy. And yeah. then sit here and I'm then, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> he has to say I'm daddy. I'm daddy. <laughs> I'm daddy. It's like uh, Shingo, and then and then interesting. ELP saying it in Japanese too, which is there's little hints. There's always little hints yeah. of like, what are you doing, son? There's something there. And I was like, these guys have got amazing chemistry. They just do. Like they just, yeah, yeah. and it's such a different type of chemistry. It's not, it's not Shingo uh, will chemistry where it's like counter on a counter. Or I know you. I know. It's more like just like they're mates. Like they got this, like they just feel like they'd be great friends if they were like, it's kind of like this. It was a very flowy chemistry. Yeah. Almost like they could have held hands and rode off into the sunset together after it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you, like you're saying, like <laughs> somehow get these two into tag league. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work, but father and son duo. Yeah. Uh, just be, going. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I was just like, just do it. Team, yeah. And I and I, I said it when I saw it. I was like, I've never seen a cleaner uh, trophy smash in the history of trophy smashes. Yeah. Put down, step on, jump, explosion. It was. It was. It was just perfect. He literally blew up the thing by like he just perfectly just squashed it, which is ELP's gimmick. He's blown up all of his trophies ever won he always destroys but it's like this is his and it's like they're like oh i heard someone say oh shingo's going to go into his new role it's like no no this is to me that's the wrestle kingdom rivalry this is going to get more vicious like it's just going to heat up like this is the silly start of it like that's the thing i'm thinking like people are thinking match versus match versus match and not thinking what is this match doing like what why is it so silly because elp is not taking it serious which fits the whole fucking gimmick that Shingo has complained about ELP from the get-go. You are so talented, but you do not yeah, care yeah. about winning. You're a jokester. 
and now I've made a full of you. Yeah, I'd like that to continue. And it feels like it will. Like, so that was, and like I said, there. So there's story beats, and it's like you can see that where it's going. It's like it's going to get more vicious, and the whole thing will be coronating with ELP taking it seriously, taking it really seriously, not cheating, and actually beating Shingo straight up. Mm. You know, and Shing and you know, getting his respect. Yeah, getting his actual respect. So instead of calling him daddy, like he calls him, you know, rival. He calls him equal you know like that whole idea that to me is a simple story that would and you give them 15 20 minutes at the dome and they're just have a banger headboard bangers back baby yeah i said we get to the jonah okada and then the thing like and i remember saying to dave I'm like i'm like i i was like it's like the old days like you have to dry yourself off after each like like there's still yeah. another match to come there's still another match to come and so to me it felt like a, a show that I've always enjoyed about New Japan is a lot of stuff's happening. I like a lot of the directions. It feels like they're not sacrificing characters for a short-term push. They're, they're, all of things make sense in the long-term driven direction. Like even the idiot Ishimori accepting the four-way fits with the prideful Ishimori getting embarrassed by Wato and trying to like show I'm fucking tough. I'll take all of this, you know? So I like, I thought the show was great. The recording has stopped. This meeting is being recorded. Oh, it, was that you that dropped or? Yes, I dropped out. Yeah, yeah that okay. was me. I don't know when I dropped, but I was just saying that I, I enjoyed the show. I was like, I thought that was like a good New Japan Pro Wrestling show. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it built, didn't it? It built to yeah. it built to key moments, uh, and then, um, and then with the two great main event level matches at the end, that you know, uh, kind of both had moments where you thought the guy who shouldn't win really could, shouldn't had win, no chance of winning might yeah. yeah might might win. So like New Japan does so well, um, and then and then the great. J promo at the end that we already talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if I, if I think about it, I'm like, people will like that watch that, that are the, the, you know, the new Japan freaks, the sickos that like us, that's all you, that's all you ask for really is good matches at top end, clear story beats that we can follow directions that we can all get behind that I think like, yep, that direction makes sense. That's cool. That's interesting. That's fresh. That's different. That's interesting. I wonder what that's going to mean. It's going to be something like, it means that this tour that was coming up that people didn't really have any real idea for is now the TV title tour. It's like, Oh, we're going to get a bunch of TV title, 15 minute matches on each card. We're going to get Osprey and Naito going back and forward as they build to this. I know that the, the of the open have been announced for that Osaka show. Yeah. So they're coming over, but they have not announced who they're wrestling, which okay. is really curious. They've just been announced for the show. So maybe Tama and okay. Tonga. Well, apparently Tonga Low is out for the year. Oh, okay. He's, he had MCL surgery. Yeah. So he oh, won't be in tag league. Then for, that'll be interesting for Tama then to see what they do with him between how that, what they do with his story 
for Wrestle Kingdom who they match him up with. Yeah, it'd be interesting, won't it? Because maybe maybe he does tag league with Hikaleo. Probably, probably. And Hikaleo is another guy. Like this is this is the thing with New Japan we talk about. Like the freshness is there. the The question is, are you willing, as a fan who has not been engaged for two or three years, are you willing to accept that the people that were at one level four, three or four years ago are now at a different level because the people that have been watching have seen them ascend. Hikaleo is coming back and people think he's just the green, you know, the big Greg, lumbering the green guy. kid. Yeah, no, he's not. Yeah, he's not that anymore. He's, I mean, still, he's got a long way to go as a wrestler. He's, at least he's he only a go. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a thing now. Like he's got a clear thing and he looks fucking huge when he's yeah. in there and he's like an equalizer. That's kind of how they're framing him with like, against house of torture it's like hikolo is like the equalizer because they can't handle this giant and if you got if you're tama like i looked at it here's how i viewed it i thought the, the movement was going to be tama's the single guy and it's going to be tungaloa and hikaleo as the like the fucking hoss power team yeah and that's going to be like and that, that that trio is going to be fucking dangerous like but tama can be that but in the meantime tama and hikaleo great for hikaleo to get the reps in with tama and I don't know where they go. Like tag leagues has got potential. Like we won't know obviously till probably after the battle autumn shows what's going there, but we we've got some direction now where it's like, all right, well, there's some big name on the horizon coming. And the, the they're talking about, you know, like the restrictions are opening up tag leagues got half of the shows on tag league are cheering crowds. Yeah. Cool. So that's a good sign that we're, we're really getting closer to the end of, of the end, like that, that restriction. And like those shows with tag league and juniors, they're going to be exciting and diverse. Like if you like tag team wrestling, like you're going to get a card of all tag team matches, basically, you know, constantly. So. Yeah. And it's the first tag league I've been interested in. Yeah. I mean, it's saying a lot. We'll see when they're announced because, you know, (laughs) just hold the fucking keep the powder dry. But like, it does feel like like we got a vested interest in Aussie Open who might actually have a chance to win the fucking thing. So, like, that's cool. That's nice that they're getting that presentation. And the fact is they wanted to let people know that they're going to be there. Mm. So, and it's, I don't know. There's been, even on the broadcast, I don't want to start any hype or any speculation. On the broadcast, there were even, there was hints to fucking the Bucks. You know, that was that was like, ooh, they haven't been, their name has not been uttered. Uh in has not been uttered since they left mm-hmm. but it was like oh that's interesting i was like can you say their name aren't they suspended you know they say their name um but just little things where it's like what's going on what's what what are they thinking what's the direction they're thinking yeah. and that's it's curious and i'll be interested to see where it goes but i just feel like after the show it just felt like every segment had propulsion it felt like we were going somewhere and for the first time in a long time, I felt like we could proclaim that for New Japan. Like, yeah, New Japan has got has got a feeling of momentum, you know, mm. and and clarity. And maybe that's the key is clarity because we know where it's headed. We know Okada and and Jay are going to be there in the main event, and that gives us the anchor of like, yep, that's the we're playing our flag with that, and everything else we will start to. We'll start to figure out around it. Yeah. 
And all it's going to take is one big announcement of something. And I have a feeling Wrestle Kingdom will be, I've said it, you know, when we started this, you know, re-up this show and started getting back, I was like, I always felt like this Wrestle Kingdom was going to be the big one in terms of the turn was going to happen because all the critique, all the critiques of new Japan pro wrestling have been based around things that were out of their control. And every time they do something yeah. new, people are criti- criticizing them for trying to change because it's almost feel like they're changing in the, in the dark where people aren't engaged with it. So it's like, don't keep adding these changes because it's, it, it it's, it's detached from my experience, but for people that have been watching it, we're like, bring some fresh stuff in, bring some new things in because we know the, the constraints. Yeah. You know, and there's been some changes I don't agree with, like the stuff that I've been like, oh, that didn't work or this isn't great. But these, this on this show, on this night, everything they did, even in its awkward fucking clus- like clumsy ways and stuff, I was like, this just feels like peak New Japan where like they're swinging for the fucking fences and they're, they're, mm. they're, they're willing. They're trying some they're trying shit. Some yeah. shit. They're really trying yeah. some shit. And they tried all the shit at the same time. It was like, oh, that's like the good old days, right? Where you just be like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Because you can do that because they're at all different levels. All right? Well, yeah, I mean, this was a show that when I was watching, I'm like, oh, I would like to have been at this show. Yeah, could you imagine the the the, the feeling of like, what's happening? Like the, the yeah. that LIJ United Empire segment is just the, it's the peak. What the fuck's happening right now? Like I got... If I'm focusing on Naito, he's fucking running the belt around like he's walking a dog, and mm. and like they're kicking Osprey in the dick, and it's like, and now we got we've got the random awesome like fucking Titan is here, and he's standing ten feet away from them, and they're all confused looking at him, and it's like, <laughs> and even uh, Kevin Kelly was like, is he still here? <laughs> yeah, where did he go? <laughs> oh, there he is. It's like beautifully awkward, odd. And it's like, that's the sort of stuff where it's like, yeah, this is New Japan trying something. And then they follow that up with another thing. It's like, and not only that, like we start off with, like I said, Ren Narita coming out, son of strong style. It's like, I have never, I'm not even kidding. I have never seen a name and said, that is the perfect gimmick. Like they perfect. You literally, everything like he he to me holds the hopes and dreams of new japan because he's the perfect example of it was like no need to change this you know like yeah they didn't try to ruin it with improvements and that's a really good sign that they're not trying to dominate the space with their young boys like no you don't need anything you just you you are the young boy superstar you just you'll be young boy forever stay young boy forever but you're like <laughs> Don't ever grow up, you know, like, and that's, that works. And it gives me hope for guys when they come back that they just might be inheriting a bit of that, like shooter might not change too much from what he's currently presented as, you know, that that's a good sign. That's a really good indicator because it's like they're getting themselves over organically in that space. So it's like, that was enough. Like we have, we have been eating off of like leftovers and scraps and tiny morsels for two and a half years of like, if it was just Ren's back, Awesome. What a story. This thing. But it was like friends back, LIJ, new belt, yeah, FTR new belt. being called out. Like fucking the US belt is getting talked about differently. Then fucking Okada and Jonah are tearing it up. We got having a banger. Yeah. Then we got like ELP and Shingo are continuing their story. And then Jay is in, you know, putting on this, you know, 
really story driven match with Tama that's really focused on like a struggle and like really pushing Tama and uh, elevating Tama and and solidifying Tama as a guy that the fans mm. really can get behind and can really invest in and trust that he's he belongs at that level. Yeah, and then we get then we get some oil with smell. And then an oil with smellness to finish it off. Like we've been living on oil yeah. smellness. Like that's all we've been grabbing, <laughs> right? We've yeah. been grabbing at smellness. And so then we've been making and two hour shows on a little a little whiff of smell. And we yeah. got a sensory overload. Like it was just like oh, we did. And I just don't know where to look. But what's great? I was like, oh, Jay and I were in love now. What's happening? It was, holding hands. It was great. He's constantly holding hands. Yeah. I'm like, oh. He's, he, it was. It was I'm loving it. It was beautiful. <laughs> and they went for a drink afterwards. It was great. Yeah. And, but that, like, what I'm saying is we look for the, the little things because New Japan loves those little things and stuff. But when they decide to whip it out and say, we're just going to put everything out there and we're going to be vulnerable. Like, that's mm. when that's when you build intimacy, Dave. You know, like you just vulnerability, like they open up and they say, look, this is who we are. We're willing to be hurt. We're putting the Casio out on the table on the bed. It's going to be on the bedside yeah. table. You're going to see the Casio. <laughs> and it's like, that's okay. Because it shows that you, you're not afraid to be who you are. And that's great. And I thought new Japan, you're back doing what you used to do. You crazy bastard. And like, I see what you're doing and I like it, you know, and, and now we have a tour that I'm actually looking forward to that starts on Friday for free show when we're going to have like the fucking 15 minute bangers. And we're yeah. going to, we're going to have a tour. that's going to continue these stories as we head towards tag league, which will be interesting. And so now we can take, instead of us having to try to take a whiff and make a two hour show, we have all of these, you know, pungent aromas that are fucking coming in everywhere, Dave. <laughs> And we can craft fucking seven weeks of programming now because we're going to be keep checking in on those things. Are these, is this happening? What's the next bit of that? Like to me, yeah. that is that. And we know the destination. We're all leading to that Wrestle Kingdom spot. And who's going to be what, you know? We'll have a weekly needs more Oiwa segment. Oh, the Oiwa, Dave. It's so great because I got to see in real time throughout their listeners, people are pretty, pretty much aware. Dave is now, we know the young boy Dave has now adopted. It's pretty clear. I mean, I've always been on the Fujita. Yeah, I know. I'm a Fujita guy because I think he looks like Benicio del Toro from the fan. So I'm like, that's just like like, (laughs) Google it, people. Trust me, it's it's uncanny. Uh, So and I'm like, I like this kid, Um, and he's on like he's like Zach adopted him. So he's like over there, and and I'm like, this is good. Um, And you're like, look at this Oiwa. I think you liked him because he was like just he was just fucking built. I was like. That dude looks like he's Tana and fucking O'Kara rolling the one yeah, man. It's like, an impressive build. Um, and not yeah. only that, Dave, not only that, speaking of more, we got fucking Oleg Bolton, the young boy, is is he's, like good God. I even yeah. forgot about Oleg. Like he was introduced before the show to the crowd and talked about his stuff. The yeah. freak has arrived. Like awesome. Can't wait. The legit fucking shooter is here ladies and gentlemen he, he hasn't had a match yet has no. he like a young boy no, no. he's just no. out he's he, just come off, he just came off the worlds he's just he he, he yeah, unfortunately right. lost in the quarters at the worlds yeah so he's come off the world wrestling championship it's like a, it's like he's Kazakh still quarterfinals yeah, that's pretty yeah. good but it was, a, it was a disappointment for him he, <laughs> from coming from Kazakh yeah. so he's a fucking an alarm clock in a window. That's where he, that's his house. 
<laughs> this is the man. Put him in the fucking TV title tournament. Push him straight away. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. one's lasting 15 minutes of O-League. Like, nah, needs more O-League. Yeah, the O-League yeah. is the fucking the third league. I'm telling you right now, this guy is going to be the fucking man. Look at his ears. Like... Yeah, awesome. <laughs> what he is. <laughs> it just <laughs> it looks like a prang <laughs> on either side of his head. <laughs> it's it's gonna be like that's what I'm saying. This is when I knew New Japan. I'm ready to clear it, Dave. I'm ready to clear. I know we've got cheering crowds coming, all that stuff, but New Japan is it's fully it's it's just back back because like Yeah, we're getting we're weird. getting weird. We're getting like that would have been enough. It, like Oleg, I would have been like, oh, I think I spotted Oleg in, as a young boy. And it would have been like, that's enough for a show. Like, can we make yeah. Oleg work? It's like we had so much to talk about. And like, they're all the, the, the seeds. Today was about planting seeds of like, I think this could lead to this, or this might be something. Check, keep an eye on this. What is this idea? You know, like, and, mm. and that was kind of my takeaway from this show is like, this is a story show that necessarily gives us any conclusion. And it's not something necessarily that you can say, yep, I think it's going to go this way. It's more like put this in the calendar, note this down from now yeah. till the dome, oh. we are going to be tracking these key. Things. Dude, I was, as soon as I saw fucking Oiwa and Jay holding hands on the way out. I'm like, oh, I'm booking fucking five years down yeah, the road yeah. where there's something going on between those two. I was chatting to you about Oiwa fucking saves Jay from yeah, the yeah. club. He's his one, his only true friend. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's going to be the next generational star against the foreign heel ace. Because oh, you, you were, it was like you were saying, he's the chosen one. So Jay's going to take over that view of like i don't want you to turn out like a carter or like tana i want you to turn out like yeah, me be, be, be more like the, me. which is the key <laughs> that's the <laughs> essence of anoki that, that throws that goes through the veins yeah. of every top guy in new japan pro wrestling why can't you be like me <laughs> much wrestle, more like <laughs> yeah. yeah so and that's and that to me was like like coming away from this show like i think we can we can safely say we come right okay coming away from this show i am excited to eventually see oleg just i don't know when mm. it's going to happen we're going to get to see oleg at some point we've got the return of ren narita and not only that his first singles match upon return is against tomohiro ishii in the fucking 15 minute tv title tournament we're getting shibata ishii again like that's what's going to happen like that nothing to me sums up where it's gotten to than that like we can't go back in time we can't go back like shibata's head is not something that should be touched with like any force. No, not a bad way to put a bit of longevity back on Tomohiro Ishii too. Like you go in that division. Yeah. You reckon you got 15 hard minutes <laughs> yeah. in your Ishii it's, once a month yeah. in that division? Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're fucking right. Like screw the fucking youth movement. This is the fucking, yeah. this Tomohiro is ageless. Put him in that division let him wrestle these, like let Narita beat him, but it's going to be the best sub 15 minute match you've ever fucking seen in your life. <laughs> and yeah. That's, and that's the, that's the beauty of that division. So I was like, okay, Ren's back. Like, holy shit. That's, that's exciting. And I was like, this is everything I want in my pro wrestling and more like, and then, yeah. like, and then we got fucking Cobb and Okan beating up fucking, uh, Goto and and uh, you know Bishamon beating up Yoshiashi Goto and then fucking calling it FTR. It's like holy shit, we haven't mm. even. Then we got to the fucking uh, like every step was just like 
this is a lane that they're lining up on the highway to Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. Every lane is fucking getting set up and you can see where they're headed. So to track that and to be able to start thinking yeah, about I mean, that. Like a week ago, we were like, how the fuck are they getting the Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom? Kingdom? And we knew when they when they were going to do it, they'd, they'd lay it out pretty clearly. But yeah, to, to have one show, that I mean, it's smart booking, isn't it? From one show, you just propel fucking that many stories. Yep. There's no, there's no other company really that does it quite like that. No, that would have the like AW has tried to adopt that model, but that that capacity to be like we trust that we can't announce stuff yet, but we trust that when we do, it'll make sense, and you'll see the the tether to it, and that it just has faith in the audience to follow along, and the audience knows the audience follows along. It's like yeah, that means this is going to happen, but it's also things like. I don't know. Like, I don't know what tea time means for LIJ. It could be great. It could be the fucking death of LIJ. It could be something like, oh, shit, we let in this guy from FMLL and now we're, like, it could destabilize yeah, yeah. it. Shingo didn't vote. So Shingo might be like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, like, also, notably, Shingo was added on King of Pro Wrestling, the same the same show, different yeah. name, but the same event. Those, all those years ago when I was there, 2018? Yeah, four years ago. Um, same show with Tama and yeah. Jay did the thing. Yeah, same show as Tama and Jay when Jay went to Bullet Club. Same building. Uh, yeah, but wasn't in the fist bump, the LHA yeah. fist bump to induct Titan. Yeah, yeah. kind of interesting. It is interesting, right? Like we brought a new guy and... Little, little smelly, little smelly. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Well, Shingo and ELP are going to elope. So like they're both leaving yeah. their faction. <laughs> I'm here for that. Yeah, they're both leaving their factions. My two dads yeah. are heading off, and it's going to be fucking great. Um, whoever <laughs> they adopt will be tremendous. Like, yeah, that you're right, though, Dave. They're the little things, right? They're the callbacks. It's like, what's the story beat? I remember saying, I was on a Discord, I was saying, like, what's going to be the story beat? Because I kept feeling like Jay and Tama is going to be a story beat. And it's like, not really. It's just going to be like, I'm going to do for you what you did for me. Like mm-hmm. at that show, you brought me in, you did this. I and he thanked him. Like, so it's almost like saying, Thank you for teaching me the way. I'm here in this building four years later. We're main eventing. We're here. We're doing this. You gave me the push by putting me in this spot, giving me this opportunity. I and in essence, any, I just any other error without me, you would be the man yeah. tonight. But but unfortunately, I just happen to be. I have unfortunately, I happen to be here, and I'm here because you put me here. Like yeah. and and that story of like that full circle of like, thanks, and it sucks for you in this on this night, but you're a guy, and it's like four years later, he's able to thank him for bringing him in by giving him the biggest platform he could have had you know for over four thousand people in rear goku during this thing it's one of their big like that's a, like their mm. signs of for, for that main event like you can't deny yeah. like that's like for two foreigners it's, significant. it's a significant yeah. story of that and it's like it's proof positive that the j thing has been an effective thing where he's able to they're able to tell stories from bullet club that's so separate and so tied to just them it's so singular yet the domestic audience cares about it like that was, and so you don't, it doesn't always have to be the big flashy story. It doesn't always have to be that. It can be just the, the culmination of a, of a logical arc. And 
we didn't think Jay was going to lose. He didn't, but he gave Tama more than just, you know, he gave him enough that Tama comes away from it. And there's, and there's enough there for, you know, in theory, potential Tama fighting for having wanting a rematch because he visual pinned pin. him. He had a fucking visual pinfall. Yeah. Like he gave him, I mean, he gave him a lot more than he'd given lots of other people. Like he let, literally let him pin. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. to me, that's a sign that, yeah, as I said, there's a real elevation. It's like, but it's not, they're not, the roster isn't overloaded because they haven't gone out and signed a heap of extra people. They've just pushed certain guys to spots. And now you're like, well, what's Tama's role? And like, people actually would care. Like, well, Tama needs something for Wrestle Kingdom because he's like, and it's like, oh, I wonder who it's going to be. And same thing I think about like Jonah. I'm like, oh, I wonder who Jonah's going to get for Wrestle Kingdom. So there's some still moving yeah, yeah. parts there that are going to be decided as we go along through Tag League. But it's like, we're starting to, we've locked in a couple of the key players but it's like all the fresh players are yet to find their, their particular spots. So that's exciting. You know, they've, they've sort of, they've really, they're really positioning this last three months to be really exciting. And I think every show along the way is going to have propulsive beats towards Wrestle Kingdom now. Like it's, it's not just in yeah. service of that show, it's in service of the big show. And it's one night and it just feels like we're, and it's for Anoki. Like it just, it feels like it's going to be this big show. And I'm very excited for it. I think, yeah, Declaration of Power had much more meaning than it's like it was like yeah, it was a it was a, a clear declaration of of New Japan's intent, and I'm all for it. All the decisions they made, I, I'm all for. So yeah, it's good. That was a good little wrap up. So I was like, oh, I don't need to say any more than that. That's I like that Dave. Hi, <laughs>